Hey everybody, this is Ruben with 5-Minute Warning. When I decided that I wanted to make a podcast of my own, I found Anchor. Let me tell you, Anchor is free. Free. F-R-E-E. That's what I'm talking about. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone or your computer. You know what? Anchor sends my podcast out to me to Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, so I ain't got to do it. Also, you can make money. I repeat, you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need to make in a podcast all in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, look, that's what I did. Five-minute warner, almost at 100 episodes in. Get Anchor. Okay, students, this is your five-minute warning. I repeat, five-minute warning. Silence. This is the 5-Minute Warning with Ruben Brown, happening right now. What's going on, everybody? It is 5-Minute Warning. I am Ruben Brown, and I'm glad that, you know, people are listening. Thank you. Um, First thing I want to do is let everybody know that this podcast is being recorded before the Super Bowl. So any type of um, comments or whatever made are not affected, you know, because of the Super Bowl. We're basically making predictions. So when I'm right, I'll look like Nostradamus and people want to give me a bunch of money. But, of course, I'm not by myself. Tuesday, I got AG in the house. How's it going, AG? Going well, man. What's up, y'all? Well, and you're never I mean, going to you be. Know, you're never going to be an Ashadamas, and no one's ever going to give you a dime. Just saying. I mean, true, but you know what? <laughs> it's okay to hope. It is okay Some, to hope. Sometimes there's and with no hope, hope. Nah, no, not really. With hope, everything <laughs> springs eternal. I think that's what they said. I'm not sure. Went all Shakespeare on me. Okay. Hey man, I got to do what I got to do. Yes, you do. So today we're going to talk a small bit about the Super Bowl because to be perfectly honest with you, I don't really care. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some other things. I will give you a glimpse into the life of Ruben Brown as he, as I talk in the third person, as he goes through something he's never gone through before, but we'll say that for later. But I think that AG has some comments about some of the stuff I talked about last week. So we're going to revisit those couple things because he wanted to get a word in, and I'm cool with that. Um, So last week we talked about the situation between Joe Rogan and Stephen A. Smith with the UFC fight Conor McGregor versus Cowboy Cerrone, which was 40 minutes of terrible. Um, 40 seconds. And that's 40 seconds, excuse me, 40 seconds of terrible. Um, and my point is, I think Stephen A. Smith is right. I mean, there's nothing good in MMA when you're, your lead bout that you watch all these other fights to see is 40 seconds. To me, that's crazy. I think that damages the sport because, I mean, I'm not saying I want to see five rounds. I want to see more than 40 seconds. <laughs> and Stephen A. Smith was like, you know, with all this hype and stuff, 
it was very disappointing. Like, you know, my friend paid for it. My friends paid for it, so that's awesome. I feel bad for them because that's the fight they wanted to see, and we had to watch 40 seconds of hot garbage. But I, I mean, was it, was it really hot garbage? I mean, 40 seconds uh, is hot garbage. No, 40 seconds is 40 seconds. 40 second behind women is a 40 second behind women. It looked like a good fight to me. Man. It just only lasted 40 seconds. I mean, you got it. flew in. He flew in with a kick that he missed. And Cerrone was like, okay. Next thing you know, I think McGregor threw another punch that he kind of hit him with. Then they end up in the clinch. Okay. And McGregor hits him with his shoulder to his face or to his chin or whatever. Okay. Twice, which apparently hurt his orbital bone. Right. Which also, air quote, stunned him. And it's... then McGregor hit with a couple more and it was over. Wait, 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 now, wait, wait. Back up. How are you going to say crushing somebody's orbital bone is a finger quotes anything? That hurts. I mean, they, they said that he hurt his orbital bone. I say, what was he doing there in the first place? Well, you also said you're Nostradamus, too, so guess what? I mean, you Your do credibility hey, man, right now. Is, man. But, but <sighs> no, nah, man, that, that 40 seconds of hard garbage, man. At 170 pounds, yeah. McGregor, neither one made 170 pounds, which is fine. Right. As long as they don't go over, it's okay. But I've seen Cowboy Cerrone fight much harder fights. But, I mean... Come on, man. Hot garbage. Okay. Hot, steamy okay. garbage. Okay. And Number- Stephen A was 100% right. That hurt the MMA sport because if I got to see Conor McGregor in a title fight again where he's just going to get choked out like he did last time, I mean. Well, my question to you is that last time, I remember hearing about it, I didn't see it, but was he ill prepared? Because I heard he wasn't really prepared. That's kind of a him problem. I realize that, I mean, but I'm just, what I'm saying is if he wasn't prepared, I don't think I can count on Conor McGregor just getting choked out again. Well, he got choked out either in the third or fourth round. And as far as him being prepared, you know, if he wasn't prepared, once again, that's kind of a him problem. He gets paid way too much not to be prepared. And, I mean, let's just be real. MMA and boxing are similar. I ain't trying to get hit in the face or anywhere else. I mean, that, that just ain't happening. And if you're going to sit there and just allow somebody to beat you down for 25 minutes, then what you doing? So was he prepared? I hope he was. But if he wasn't, that's kind of a him problem. He had plenty of time to prepare. I mean, I realize that. But what I'm saying is the next time out, I think he'll be the Conor McGregor that we're accustomed to seeing. I don't think it's going to be a bad fight. Actually, I was kind of concerned about this fight that you, you don't like. Because I was like, this dude been away. He been in jail. He been acting a fool. He ain't been training. I don't know what he been doing. This might not be good. And then well, see, he, the he killed a dude in 40 seconds. So what's the problem? I mean, when, when we're, look, hey, when we were coming up, Mike Tyson was wasting people's money. And number one, they bought the pay-per-view again to get their money, get, uh, waste their money again. Because it only lasted, I don't know, between 70 and 120 seconds. And they were good fights anyway for the little bit of time that it was on. Really? But it didn't do anything for the heavyweight division. Heavyweight division was like off the hook. So what's the problem? 
Look, man, first of all, this ain't boxing, it's MMA. I, second of uh, all, second of all, I mean, uh, you can say what you want. It's a contact sport. It is what it is. But second of all, the biggest issue I have is, look, and I know everybody's about to disagree with me. Conor McGregor is all right. I mean, he's got a knockout. He's got, he can knock some people out. But, I mean, you know, it took him longer to walk to the, to the octagon than his fight was. Well, like you, on, well, like you said about him, that sounds like a you problem. That don't sound I like a him problem. I mean, well, he yeah. did his job. He got paid a lot of money to do exactly what he did. So, if we're not going to blame, if we're not going to blame Cowboy, yeah. we're not going to blame McGregor, you know who I am going to blame? Dana White well, for putting this crap together. Exactly. Because, and how come no one's I mean, mentioning his name in all this? Because I mean, I, he can get him like a better fight. Say what? I think Duke sucks, but that's just my opinion. Well, you're probably not alone because my whole thing when I heard this initially on your on the podcast last week, I'm like, these guys have a job to do. Dana White is the boss. How come nobody's mentioning his name? He I mean, put this I thought Sterling's gonna give him a better fight. Honestly, truly, I thought it was. Well, apparently, that's you all I, was wrong. But well, Dana White should have known that. But see, that's what that's why I'm more mad because I feel like. He tossed up Cerrone for a layup to McGregor, which is even more messed up because if he thought McGregor could go in there without a shadow of doubt and beat him soundly, then, I mean, then you're, you're screwing the rest of us because you're taking our money and giving us crappy matches. And when it's all said and done, all we want, all people want to see is good fighting. That's what you pay for. And that's all you want to see. Not really. Yeah, I mean, no. You know what? That's not true. You are. I want to see a knockout nah, you, or submission, but I want. I don't want it to be forty seconds. I don't, I'm not a fan. I mean, I understand. I'm not a fan. I, I understand that you have said that, Ignacio. I get it. But what and I'm, I'm saying to you, we're not talking about the culprit, the right one, and what his thinking is. Number this. The first thing is, and I'm not an MMA person. I'm looking at this from a distance. This is bird's eye for me, right? So I'm looking at this going, okay, it seems as though Conor McGregor is his cash cow right now. And all these months he's been away being in trouble and just whatever he's been doing, and this is me just hearing things on ESPN or whatever, um, he's missed that money because there's no bigger draw based on what I've seen by osmosis. Which right? is his fault. Well, see, we ain't talking about it yet. We'll get to it. So being that as it may, if I'm the promoter and I'm looking for a big payday, which if Connor's getting the millions of dollars, I'm getting tens of millions. I got to make sure that this guy wins because I don't think that I'll be able to make more money if he loses, because I don't know if the dude that beats him will be a draw. And that's what it comes down to. The boxing game is a business and people need to make money. Am I right? In MMA, in MMA is very similar. I'm sorry, not not in boxing. My bad. In MMA is just like boxing from a business standpoint. These people need to make money, which which basically means we're a year or so away from UFC going crap because they can't build new stars, and you know that it's just like I don't even understand why this dude's getting another title fight at 155. When he didn't even, he hasn't even fought at 155. He fought at 171, which, uh, once again, also annoys me. It's like, dude, 
beat somebody in the 155 pound range before you take on a champion. And I'm just like, you know, he's trying to fast track McGregor back up there and it is what it is. But when it's all said and done, he got choked out the last time. <laughs> so we always gonna come back to the choked out part. I mean, it'd you be are- different if it was a different champion, completely different. But the last time he fought Khabib, Margaret, Margaret, whatever his name is, yo, he got choked out. Real talk. He tapped. No, I I, re- the- I realized that he did. You're right. That's what I heard on ESPN. ESPN but is- he gave the I'm done. I can't fight no more. Then got two-piece by his boys when his boys jumped in the ring because Khabib jumped out against one of his trainers who was talking that mess and didn't think Khabib would get him, which was <laughs> awesome, by the way. Because if that shows anything, it shows that if you're a trainer or whatever, you're in somebody's camp, shut your mouth, man. Because you never know when a fighter's going to jump over and give you those hands. And he gave him those hands. And then when he was giving him those hands, his boys jumped in and two-piece McGregor again, which was so awesome. Not going to lie. Because McGregor be talking that craziness, man. You can't be talking people's families and religions. <laughs> yes, you can. Jordan you, did it. Yeah. But you know what? What? When's, when's the last time he fought up? He fought a black dude. I don't know. When? Exactly. <laughs> and if he does ever fight one, I, I guarantee you he's not going to drop an M-bomb on it because it's going to be on is gonna be so on, but but see, Man. everything that you're saying right now is exactly what all the only thing I'm trying to say, which is the reason why this fight happened at all, is because Dana White needed to protect his cash cow because he's the only right. one. That's all I'm saying about this. And plus, it's got to be some way in the contract where say if this fight on the last forty seconds, that's a you problem. <laughs> nah, it needs it. I think people should lose money. No, no. It's, if, if people I, lost money, you wouldn't have MMA to watch. Man. Man, nothing. Is, how, do you think, how do you think somebody like Stephen A. Smith is calling MMA when he's like kind of a novice at it? He's more of a boxing guy. That There's a reason for all this. Because he's a draw. Why do you think see, Stephen A. Smith signed that big contract for himself? Because he's a draw. But here's the thing. Joe Rogan. <sighs> what Joe Rogan was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Smith, how was how was he wrong? Because Stephen A. Smith gave his opinion. Yeah. And he gave his opinion as a fan. And he I did? was thinking everything. Yeah. I was I mean, because you can't give it to him as a as a um a commentator because it won't much to commentate. <laughs> I mean, literally they showed the replay. They might as well the whole fight again. It was terrible. It was just like, you know. And then Joe Rogan got all up his his um underwear in a wide because you can't talk about MMA like that. Blah, blah. They work hard. Look, man, the dude got beaten 40 seconds, man. And it's not like he's just some new boy new boy off the street. It Donald Cerrone, that was his fifth year fight, man. And you're not gonna sit here and be like, you know, well, they train hard. Look, I know Donald Cerrone <laughs> trains hard. Wait a minute, hold up. Do Joe Rogan again? Well, he don't change, he trains harder. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith gave his opinion on what the fight looked like as a fan. 
Did he say? You know, I didn't catch that in the podcast last week. Did he actually say as a fan? This is the way I feel. Well, a fan, a commentator, he watched the same forty seconds the rest of us did. I mean, what else are you gonna say? Um, Conor McGregor. I mean, what are you gonna say? Cowboy Cerrone. He fought a hard fight. He threw one punch. <laughs> All I think it ain't I, much you can say off of that, man. I think. It well, is it? It's not. <laughs> you are just heated about this, man. Because, man. You gotta let it go. You gotta let it go. And then, and then, and then Conor McGregor had the nerve to come out and be like, "Stephen A. Smith, you owe Joe Rogan a pot." Oh, wait a minute. That's not what you said on the podcast. That was a mistake. Because I remember you saying that. I was like, "Why does he? What?" So, no, that happened later. I think. Um, no, no. You said you you mentioned yeah. that, and I was like, "Yeah, McGregor asked Stephen A. Smith." To give Joe Rogan an apology. Now and it I makes was, sense. I, okay. I was like, what? I mean, what are you talking about? I can like, tell you what, what they're talking, talking about. about. I can tell you what they're talking about, but you all emotional right now. Man, I'm not emotional. Yes, I'm just, you are. I'm, a, I'm real. That fight no, was hard. Uh, you emotional. This is what they were meaning by, you know, uh, Conor McGregor saying, Stephen, that you owe Joe Rogan a, a, an apology and actually Rogan coming out and saying anything about it at all. The biggest thing to me is, it would be like somebody telling Stephen A. Smith how to do his job because MMA is something he likes. He talks about it. He knows a little bit about it, but he's not, I don't even think he, he doesn't even strike me as an aficionado at all. He just, he, I just, mean, he just Stephen A. Smith and he's a draw. So for somebody yeah. from outside of the sport to say anything about the sport in a derogatory manner, it's not going to sit well. It's well, just not, me. huh? Hate me then. Well, no, no, no. I, I'm not talking I about people like everything you. Everything Stephen A. Smith said. I realize that, but I. <laughs> and that you doesn't are, happen very often. You are not. Well, yeah, that's true. But you are not listening to me. I'm just I, letting you know. I am. But I'm am just letting you know mad, where they're coming from. Well, he's mad that he can't. You know, they ESPN say Stephen A. Smith. We want you to give some words on this, and Stephen A. Smith was like. Yeah, this blank is terrible. 40 seconds. Did we deserve 40? I mean, what is this? Don Cerrone didn't even try to fight. And that's what it was about. It was like, McGregor was like, well, you, you need to apologize to Cerrone because Cerrone trained hard, blah, blah, blah. I don't care if you trained for six months. All you gave me was 40 seconds. Man, you better take that to the bank. Okay, well, where did Stephen A. say this? Was he actually working that night? Yeah, he was there. Okay, that's my whole thing. This is what I'm telling you. If he'd have said that on a Stephen A. Smith show, which he doesn't have a radio show anymore, but if he were to say that on a Stephen A. Smith show at the time. Yeah, he does. It's on TV now. Well, no. Well, when I listen to it on Sirius Satellite, it's like excerpts from first take. It's not the Stephen A. Smith radio show anymore. Oh, no, he does. At 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock, 1 to 3. Yeah, man. That's not the way it's been going. Left anyway. I'm off subject. We come back to. Well, this. I think I think it was a holiday. So no, he said because the new guy's taking over. Stephen A. Smith is on first take, and they take stuff from the first take and they put it on that time slot. Trust me. Anyway, oh, what I'm, change that? I'm what sorry. I'm, Go ahead. It's all good. What I'm saying is, he's speaking out of school, even though he' right. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but at the same time, it's like. Dude, you like brand new five minutes ago. What are you talking about? Find somewhere to sit down. It's like it's almost like when your parents look at you go, but it's grown people business. That's what that's what that was, and that's why they got upset. 
And plus, but, you're not even saying anything. You try, you just saying stuff. It's like this was like this, like you said, this was garbage. What in the world? And so but, you're Stephen A. Smith, and you're saying all this stuff, and your name is huge, and you coming in on my sport, and you talking out of turn. That's how they felt. What? I mean, ESPN told Stephen A. Smith to be there, and this is your job. You're right, exactly. And I agree with that part. I agree with the part where you said. He was but, doing his job, but I'm telling you how they felt and why they responded the way they did. Well, I mean, it sounded like somebody's got some booty hurt problems. I mean, oh, it was definitely some butt hurt. Truth. It was definitely some butt hurt. You're right about that, but that's not what I'm trying to tell you. And, and that's, no, they got mad because he told the truth. And whereas Joe Rogan is gonna, he's gonna sidestep it and, well, you know, yeah, give credit to, to Cowboy Short. You give him zero credit. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> If he had thrown five punches, at least I can say he threw five punches. He threw one punch, dog. I realize really? that. Really? But Joe Rogan actually did his job for the MMA as a representative. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And Steve Naismith did his job for ESPN, which they are in bed with in UFC. Exactly. So, but see, to me, I mean, in addition to what I just said, I think this helps the MMA because it creates all sorts of drama. You got an outsider talking about talking out of school. You might even have a black and white thing happening. It's all sorts of things going on with this. I think this is good. He's saying the same thing that I'm saying. Dude, you're a fan. Am I out of school? I'm getting ready to explain to you what this is. You're a fan. And if I say something about it in a derogatory way and I just like dismiss it, you may get mad at me even though you know I'm right. It's almost like this. It's like this. You know what? You don't ever say your wife is any kind of harpy publicly you just don't that's some stuff you say when you get home and you might want to think about it that if somebody else says that about your wife it is on no matter how true it is but hurt yes real real emotions mechanically still yes and i'm telling you stephen a smith doesn't have that kind of clout with that particular industry no matter what ESPN asked him to do. And because he's Stephen A. Smith and his name carries so much weight, it's not good for the sport ultimately. And that's why Joe Rogan's opinion of it all, however glossed over it is, is definitely lipstick on a pig. But at well, the same time, he represents the MMA directly. Where Stephen A. is like, dude, you're Stephen A. You have no business here. I, I get that you like it and all, but and that's fine, thank you. But for real, please be quiet. Find some ways to now. That's what. That's why they said what they said. That's all I'm and saying. You know what? What? And this. So let's do this. Okay. We'll take all the emotion out. Okay. And let's get a little professional. Okay. And this is the problem that I have. All right. The problem that I have is, which Stephen A. alluded to in his response, Joe Rogan could have found a different way to communicate with Stephen A. Smith. Just because you're mad, you feel like you get to go on the Twitter machine or put out a put out a video about how you feel, and that's cool. What happened to our social skills in this world? Because if you're butthurt and you're mad and you're just going to put it out on Twitter, then you deserve the fire that you get back. Because like Stephen A. Smith says, once again, Stephen A. Smith is all right. 
I don't really agree with him very much, but I understand. But the thing about it is, he said, Joe Rogan, you could have called me. You could have texted me. We could have met somewhere. You could have had a conversation. He was five feet away from him when he said that. They could have had a conversation when the, when the cameras went off. But no, he waited 12 to 18 hours or 24 hours or how long to even get back to his videos and stuff like that. He came out bashing. If you got issues with people and their opinions, you go directly to them. That's the problem with this world in this country right now. We are social media force. And instead of saying, yo, Stephen A, you know, I feel some sort of way, blah, blah, blah. Let's handle this as men, blah, blah, blah. Boom. We could have did that. But nope, we're going to put it out in public because I refuse to sit here and deal with this. And I'm just like, you're terrible. And that's my whole point, man. And Steve, they even did say later on, look, we can talk about this face-to-face, man-to-man, TV, whatever. You tell me where you want me to be, I'll come on your show, you can go on my show. Crickets. I understood. Crickets. I understood. Okay. And that's my, that's my only beef, man. It's like, you can't sit here and, well, you can. Let's change that. You can sit here and complain about people and all that stuff. But, you know, he answered you. And you're crickets now. Oh, I said what I got to say. I ain't got to say nothing else. Hey, look. I mean, you're going to talk that talk. You better be ready to walk that walk. And Joe Rogue ain't walking nothing. He might be in a wheelchair. And it's <laughs> terrible. But it's, 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 it's the worst, man. I just feel like Joe Rogan kind of put something out there and then went back to his cubby hole was like, nah, I'm good, man. And you can't do that. No, it, you especially can't. to somebody like Stephen A. Smith. Like, literally like Stephen A. Smith. Understood. Because, I don't know, I guess when I heard that, my initial thought was I felt some type of way about Stephen A. Smith in general. And maybe that was me overstepping because some of that stuff he says, I don't know if he follows his own rules because I've seen him be butthurt, but I really can't prove it. And so for me, and I I like Stephen A for the most part, smart guy, does his research. Okay. But sometimes that dude just runs me the wrong way. And I wonder if my emotions got in the way of really understanding what I was feeling at the time of your podcast at the, you know, last week. Yeah. Because I was like, my first thought was, why does Rogan have to do something Stephen A don't do all the time? How come Stephen A so self-righteous? What in the world? But I can't prove it. I can't prove it at all. So I have to back off of it. But that is how I felt emotionally about what you said with respect to Stephen A in particular. Because that's not the first time I've heard him say that. But that ain't the first time. I mean, but I've heard him be butthurt before. And so if you're Stephen A. Smith, how are you going to be butthurt at all? For real? So, again, I got to back off that one because I don't have any proof. And my initial uh, message to you to talk about this, I probably should have left that one alone just because I don't have any proof. But I don't feel nah. like that guy follows follows the protocol that he's talked about personally and that you're reiter- reiterating now and you feel personally. I don't feel like that's, that's him. I don't feel like he's that good. Because I think I have heard him come out of his mouth behind some stuff, and I'm like, wow, player. 
And you know this dude, and you ain't calling him first. But I can't prove that. So I'm going to let it go. But I don't agree yep. with the whole 40-second thing. 40-second behind women is a 40-second behind women. It is what it is. Y'all pay for it. It's in, the, it's in the little contract. You didn't bother to read. You just hit agree and kept it moving. So y'all going to be had to be okay about that. Now, that's some butthurt, too. Yeah. As long as we see eye to eye on that. Appreciate you. Yeah. Usually you're a harder sell than that. So, I'll, okay, I appreciate you for that. Uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying don't get to the Lions King if you ain't trying to fight. Understood, because I didn't know that there was no response. I think at the time of your podcast, I don't I don't know if you had the time to respond or not. Yeah, but if he didn't I've respond with response. that. Huh? I've not heard a response okay. as of yet. Okay. And I, I like to think I'm pretty tight on the. Well, no, you keep up with this stuff. So if you haven't heard one, there's probably not one out there to be heard. Um, but yeah, like I said, for me, emotionally speaking, they thought Stephen A was was out of turn, you know, talking out of school. And I personally believe that too. You're not part of that industry at all. I mean, you're part of the sports industry and certainly you can be on first take and say something about it. But to be in their house and talk about their wife, uh, wrong answer. Wrong answer. Every time that's a wrong answer. Like I said, you can feel you you know what's being said about your wife is true, but you're not gonna let anybody talk about your wife like that. Period. Not no. usually. No. Not unless you got one foot out the door and a prenup. No. So again, that's what I'm saying from an emotional standpoint. From a professional standpoint, based on um the the level of professionalism that Stephen A talks about. I don't even know if he reaches that sometimes, but I can't prove it, so I gotta let it go. Huh. That's I, fair. But I had to listen to that guy every day, and he just, ooh, he's he's a little soapboxy to me sometimes. But anyway, I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let that one. Go. Nice. We good? We are. I appreciate that. Oh. Hey, no, it's all good, you know. I'm, I I don't mind a, a good argument. That wasn't even an argument. I think I just appreciate you going. But not even an argument, but just you know, you know, going backwards and rehashing it because I really, I, I mean, because you said some things today that you didn't say then, and I was like, I really kind of understand better what you were talking about. So I, I, I totally respect what you did. Thank you, sir. No problem. No problem. So the other thing I know you wanted to go back and talk about is good old Tennessee, and you know, <clears throat> stupidity just. Runs rampant sometimes in Tennessee, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, I know people in Tennessee, and I think they're pretty cool people. They are. However, I'm just kind of just like, what? So let's just jump into it, I guess. So the governor of Tennessee back in January signed a bill that basically said that if you're a same-sex couple, and you want to adopt a child, and that um, adoption agency is built on religious, um, what's the term, religious um, convictions or moral convictions, uh-huh. they can say no to you. And I was just like, what? That That's, I mean, that's craziness. But, you know, we're in the South, so what do you expect? I mean... Every once in a while, you think that we're moving forward, then this happens. Okay. And so I think my take on it was I thought it was real messed up because if they want to if they want to adopt children, why can't they adopt children? Right. I mean, I, I don't understand the situation. 
And, you know, it's just like, well, because, you know, Jesus doesn't believe in that. And I'm just like, well, first of all, we were created by whatever higher power you feel. And he, he, she created, he or she created all of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our perfections, imperfections, however you feel, whatever, whatever, you know, we are created by the same people, person. Sure. So it's like, you know, who are you to sit here and use the Bible as a way to say, well, he didn't, you know, God, Jesus, Holy Ghost, whatever, didn't like those people. Well, he created those people. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. So because you feel that way, no, we're not going to let you adopt a child. But that, to me, that doesn't, doesn't, that's just some ignorance that I can't deal with. You might as well just said that we don't, we're not letting black people adopt children either. And I mean, it's basically the same thing. Unless you're a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, you can't have a child. You can't adopt children. And that's, to me, that's what this says. I could be completely wrong, but what's your take on it? Now, this is, this is not the abortion bill then that we're talking about. No, no. It's I the got, adoption. Okay, that's right. I got it wrong. But really, what I, you, you led with what I actually wanted to talk about. And I think it's good on this show with us doing it that we have two different opinions, but they're not really that different. On the surface, what you said, and I shouldn't say on the surface, but the intent of what you said, I agree with. Because I'm like, for real? You're not going to? However, number one with me, if you're taking state money at all, you don't have a choice in anything. You have to do your job. And your job is becomes really general because if there is a gay couple living in the state and you have a service that provides them with a child through adoption, then you do your job. Correct. Period. Now, if you are completely private, then you can spread all of your glitter, your personal glitter all over your service all you want to. That is your private thing. You can do that, especially when you have other opportunities or the, the, the gay couples have other op- gay, lesbian, LGBTQ plus community has other opportunities to get the same job done. And it's up to you to do due do, do diligence to understand where you can go, which are plentiful. Because and then when I started thinking about it, I was like, you know, what? that's a rabbit hole because that makes me feel some type of way about VMI and the Citadel, which if y'all don't know, they they started accepting um men and women into their institution. It was a big, long thing, and um, now they accept uh, women into their institution. And I felt some type of way about that, primarily because there were other opportunities for military uh, higher education. So I was like, do I want to bring this up again? Well, I'm here now, and it is what it is. Again, for me, if you take any state money, if any portion of your income is, is not private, then you have to serve these people like you would anyone else, no matter what you feel like. Or you can close your doors, or you can stop taking that money. But once you start taking state money or federal money, you don't get to choose. (laughs) Pun intended, I guess. You don't get to choose. You get to serve these people as vigorously as you would anyone else. Period. So that's what I was feeling in the car when I was listening to it. I was like, because, you know, sometimes LGBTQ plus community isn't very nice either. 
I don't think either side's very nice, and I think both sides get it wrong. I think Christian folks can be the worst, and I'm one of them. I think I think we as a group can be the worst because we get a little soapboxy, and we kind of get the intent wrong. Like what you said before, you're just like, God, well, you didn't say that, but you said our higher power created us, created us and so yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to mess with anybody's religious stuff. Well, so I, I realized, but still, the intent was, you know, God created us, and then, you know, once you have a kid, what are you talking about? Well, there's some merit to that, because God doesn't hate anybody, and I think Christian folks, when they get all saved and whatnot, and I'm saying that the way I'm saying it on purpose, you start to feel, you start to feel yourself, you start to smell yourself. I said, whoa, 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 play, hold on now. Got your pew on a bunch about this. These are people, and you are com- you're, you're commissioned and commanded to love them. Period. There are no ifs or buts about it. So what are we doing? Now, I think a lot of things have been done wrong in the name of God, which I it just drives me crazy, but... It is what it is. People are going to do that. I think the operative thing here for me is people because people mess it up all the time. So all of that messing up has gotten us here. And then once people get mad, then the other side gets mad and they want to rise up a little bit. But the problem with rising up is sometimes you run the risk of becoming what you hate. Because I've seen some choice words and some choice titles and labels on my side of the fence, whether it be heterosexual or Christian or whatever you want to whatever you want it to be, and that's not that's not cool either. Nope. I mean, I don't enjoy being called a breeder by a lesbian. You need my sperm, don't you? Oof. You might want to correct that, player. You got called a breeder, huh? Oh, it's, it, dude, it's not fun. If you, <laughs> but I mean. It's like when women get to call men stupid. That's not cool. Didn't you just get upset about that? Didn't I just end up on Dr. Phil because I called you stupid? But you can call me stupid though, right? Is that what we're doing? Rabbit hole, no one gets it right. No one. So that's kind of what I was what I wanted to say um, as far as that goes. And really... Like I said to begin with, if you are taking any state money as an adoption agency, if you're taking any state or federal money, you don't you don't get to make those decisions. Well, see, and that's the whole thing. Like the state is giving them permission to do this. And that's why I'm like, hold on. What what is going on around here? That is. Well, see, that's where that's where the politics of it all. And we talked about this before. I don't know what we're talking about, but I you know, we were talking. um, We're talking Tico was on this call. And we're talking about understanding the law. Man, we have to, I mean, because at this point it could be too late because you have to, you have to have people of of like mind in the center of all this behind the scenes that can see it coming before it actually becomes mainstream. And when I say mainstream, I mean people like us knowing about it because Mm -hmm. the law can be done in a way in which it's like somebody can slap you in the face and you, you don't even know it. So I'm like, Hmm. Yeah. So states' rights and all that stuff, there's a lot of power in that. I mean, Trump Trump has been very good at exploiting states' states' rights. 
And he's not wrong when he says it either. That's knowing the law. So if you don't know it, then you're done. I don't care how, how, how loud you scream. So is it wrong? Yeah, I feel it's wrong. This is a Christian telling you. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that at all because that leads to other things that I'll say in a minute. But states can really do what they want to do. Now, they do risk losing uh, federal aid, which I think is fair. But that doesn't mean you can't be grown as a state and get your own apartment, pay your own bills. True. So in, until people understand how important it is, you know, to legislate through voting or, or become legislators and become part of the political machine and at least put a doorstop in some of this stuff, we're going to continue to be here. As long as people get all soapboxy about whoever they are, Christian, LGBTQ, plus whatever it is, we're always going to be here. Always. And so the only thing I have, the only other thing I have to say is, um, I thought we were talking about something else that still kind of applies, but everything has to be equal. You can't have power with no responsibility. It's never going to work out right. Ever. So once people understand that, that will be helpful too. But guess what? Everything that I want to happen ain't never going to happen because we'll always be human beings. And by and large, we will always be narcissists and, self, and self-involved. So I, I hope, right? I do hope. But as long as there's people involved, there's always going to be one or two or three or whatever it is that's going to stymie something that could be good. So that's the way I was feeling when you said what you said. Oh, yeah. It's hard to follow that up, man. Except that Tennessee needs to get their stuff together. Well, you're right, you're right about that. Because there's there's lots of things going on with this that are they're fundamentally wrong and a lot of power without responsibility. And yeah, I might not agree with your lifestyle, but I love you and there's something to be said for that. So yeah, you're absolutely right about that. In more and they ways, approved, I'm sorry, go ahead. In more ways than you know. Go ahead. <clears throat> and they approved the measure with a twenty to six vote. I believe it. That's not I don't think that's yeah. representative of the of the demographic, meaning, you know, everybody in Tennessee. But I'm telling you, man, there is power at the state level in a big way. I don't think people realize it. And once it gets to the point to where you're reading it on, you know, your the the Tennessean, or you're you're reading it on CNN or whatever, it's too late. It's too late. Yep. But see, the mistake I made it goes even further because I thought we were talking about the abortion bill, and Tennessee ain't no joke. They trying to they trying to they trying to sure up all this because they trying to make sure that. Um, Abortions are illegal, too. I don't get it. States rights, man. Powerful thing. Get on, get on the bandwagon. I know we're in Virginia, but still, states rights, are, they mean something more than people realize. It's not all federal. I mean, like I said before, a state can do what it wants, especially if it's willing to forego federal funding and federal aid. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean... <clears throat> States rights. That's a that's a that's a conversation for another day. 
Well, we're going to get into political thing as the, the election gets closer, and that's one of the things oh, I wanted yeah. to bring up, which is the power of states' rights. And there's a reason why uh, Donald Trump exposed it so well, because it's some of the things that people don't talk about. We're concentrating on the White House when you have to understand the White House sets on a foundation, and it's like the 50 states, right? Yeah. And if you don't know what the 50 states are doing, you really don't know what you got, do you? Nope. Eighth grade civics. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of people slept in the eighth grade and they slept on it. That's right. How do you think we can buy, you know, we can buy marijuana in some states? States' rights. That's why they can make all that money without going to jail, but they can't have a bank account. If you're not willing to, if you're willing to forego the the idea of having a bank account and being, and your money being insured, then you can sell all the pots you want to. I I ain't mad at you. Just think about the mechanics of that, and you'll understand what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we'll be talking Ooh. about this stuff. We will. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that one day. Yes, sir. So, before we go into our next thing, I want to read something that I saw on my Facebook page, which I thought was super awesome. Um, and the, the thing is, the quote, parents nowadays are afraid to beat their children. Meanwhile, I remember my mom factory resetting me with one slap. Exactly. <laughs> I don't think my mom ever slapped me, but she got them legs, though. Real talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my parents never slapped me, but you know, I know what that belt like. Yes. And I know how to go. I know how to go hunt for a switch. Yes, and don't bring back no little one either. Oh man, stop it! That yo, the middle warfare back in the day was was legit. <laughs> the middle was worse than getting beat, man. I mean, it's just because literally, I mean, you go out have to get your own switch. Right. I mean, nine times out of 10, you're either mad or you're crying. Yep. And then you pick out one and then you get halfway back and you realize, nah, that's too small. She'll come get a tree. And then you go back and get a bigger one. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. You you never experienced it like the double beating where you got beat for getting a small switch and then you got beat because you were supposed to get beat. No. You never did that? That was a thing? Bro. Oh, God. Come on, man. Come on, man. You no, I didn't do that. I remember my grandma on my dad's side. Grandma Riddick. Was she, I don't know what I did. I probably did something stupid. I was always doing something stupid. Well, anyway, she really? was like, boy, God, they give me a switch. And I was like, okay. And I had no idea. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful or funny. Maybe it was a little self-preservation involved, but I really didn't know what I was doing. Because she ain't never got that heated with me before because I was kind of golden. And I wasn't golden that day. <laughs> so she, so I came back with this little switch and she beat me for getting a little switch. And I was like, what in the world's going on? Man, I went up back there and got a real switch and then she beat me with that one. And it was green. So it had whip action on it. And I was like, oh my goodness, never again. Uh, so you ain't really been beat until you had a double beat. I you mean. Know, you got beat because you, cause you got a punk switch and then you got beat because you did something wrong. Yo, and like, here's the crazy part, man. Like, my parents have never hit me in the face. That's like not even your dad, huh? I can't see. Come on, Uncle Junior never hit me in the face. Uncle Junior never slapped you before. Never. I out, man. Next time I see that dude, I'm gonna be like Uncle Junior for real. Never. Never. Dad, never. What about Kevin? Mom. What about Kevin? Nah, we ain't never do that. I mean, we fight. That's a punch. But no, like I'm talking about my my people, my fat, my parents. Have never hit me in the face. That's what I'm and, saying. They never, and, they never hit Kevin in the face. I don't know they about never, Kevin. I can only speak for me. Okay. All right. But never 
have I ever been hit in the face by, you know, you know, I don't get to slap across the face, right? Yeah. So, like, if somebody hits me in the face, yo, it's straight red, son. I mean, my pants don't hit me in the face. I'll be <laughs> doggone if you hit me in the face and get away with it. That's not how it works. You can hit me in the stomach. You can punch me in the face. But still, that's just as bad. I mean, but, yo, ever been hit in the Never. Never. The last time somebody slapped me in the face, it was not good for them. <laughs> Did you feel, I mean, how do you feel when you get slapped in the face by someone other than your parents? Because with your parents, it's like, yeah, I understand that. I, I First understand. of all, once again, I don't know how I feel to get slapped in the face by my parents because that's never happened. Well, that's what I'm saying. How did you feel when you got slapped in the face? Yo, red, son. Red. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, what if a woman did it? It was red. But I didn't hit her because I'm not that dude. Okay. But the look on my face... You were heated. You were more than heated. Oh, she knew it was a bad day. She rolled out. It was not good. I mean, wow. Cause like, cause like, look, man. I mean, I'm a nice dude. I mean, I ain't about attacking no people. I'm not about attacking people who can't defend themselves. That's greatness. And you know, I am. Yo, never, never, ever hit a woman. I Absolutely. mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It, there, there are some boundaries that I have never crossed with that, but there are some boundaries. First of all, I'm not going to take a butt woman just because, I mean, you're a woman. I'm not going to instigate it, but you know, you get one. Okay. You, you get one and you get the warning. All right, that's your one. If you hit me again, it's going to be some issues because I'm not trying to hit you. I don't want to hit you. I mean, but that's with anybody for real. It's not even, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I am, you know, because one of the people that, like, well, you know, you go, you're a woman beater. No, I'm an equal opportunity. <laughs> you're an equal opportunity beater. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't fight, man. I've been in like one fight my whole life. I understand that. Literally. But, you know, it's, it's fair to say, hey, look, if you hit me in the face again, I cannot be held responsible. Because that's not what happens to me. I do not get hit in the face. That's not cool. Okay. Like when you play basketball and stuff, that's different. That's just contact you're gonna get. But like seeing these dudes out here and seeing like their ladies or some woman just haul back and slap. Oh no. Oh no. But I mean, what can you do when a woman hits you besides just just walk away? First, first of all. First of all. Uh oh. <laughs> first of all, yes. If we ever get to the point where you need to swing on me, then we need to we need to separate. Absolutely. Like you need to be like, Ruben, this ain't the time. And I'll be like, you're right. Because if you in that position, I'm probably there too. And it, and that's not a good idea. You know? I've watched people get kicked in the privates. Uh, like, I mean, honestly. You're better kicking me in the privates than y'all hitting me in the face, yeah. because then you got because then you got time for me to recover. Because when I when I get up, you should be gone. <laughs> I'll take the slap in the face, but I get what you're saying. Never, never slap. No, man, no, that's ever. I feel like slapping the face is disrespectful. Well, like, that's, see, that's that, what that's where my point was. Does it feel differently being disrespected by a woman than it does a man? 
it's not even nah, man. For no. me, it's it's all the it, same to you. Yeah, because like my parents don't hit me, never hit me in the face. I'll be doggone if some dude slaps me or some woman slaps me. That ain't, it is not that kind of party. <laughs> like they better hope in that thought process. I see them wind back and I grab their hand right before they hit me because that's the safest thing for everybody. Oh, so you will help them help themselves by grabbing the hand. I would be like, right before they hit, I'd be like, that's not a good idea. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a chance to save some part of yourself because Lord knows if that connected, first of all, if we cool, we ain't cool right now. Okay. And that's when you get the warning. Look, out of respect, I suggest you don't do that anymore. Okay, well, my question is, where where are we going with this? What do you mean, where? No, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, like, I thought the statement about the one slap thing, I thought it was interesting, but I don't be getting slapped. I mean, I, get, <laughs> I got beatings, man. No, don't get me wrong. I just didn't know, because I was like, why are we talking about slapping people in the face? Well, well no, because, like, dead kids, you do, man, time out, really? Yeah. No, man, I'm sorry. If, yeah. And I, oof. I understand some parents don't believe in beating their children. Right. Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, okay. And I understand that. Sure. I don't, but I get it. I mean. If you can even say that. Well, you know, it's a violence type of thing. Violence begets violence. Does it? What what whatever, you know, um cartoon planet you were raised on. That's fine. <laughs> okay, now okay. We're on the same page. Okay. But you know, like, yo, time out, really? Go go sit in the corner. So I can be mad in the corner and think of every dirty, rotten piece of thing that I want to do to you, right? Yo, take my Xbox, man, take my TV. That's punishment. Make me go in my room and read a book. That's punishment. Read a book. <laughs> and then after you read that book, you need to tell me about that book. That's punishment. Is it? See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Punish your kids by teaching them something. If you don't want to, if you don't want to hit them on the behind or give them beatings, or if you're that type of dude who wanna slap people in the face, <laughs> slap people in the face. Yo, especially it's let's be real, man. As a as a as a boy, okay, you know, as myself, if my parents had told me instead of giving me beatings, go to your room and read a book, and you better tell me, be able to tell me about it. What? You gonna make me read a book, man? That's the problem. That's the problem. I didn't read enough as a child. Okay, and that's the problem, man. The the kids. Like, yo, if you went to school and your punishment was like, yo, man, mom put me on the punishment. She took my Xbox. <laughs> yeah, man, she took my TV. Man, she made me read Little Women. <laughs> yo, wow. that's worse. Wow. Actually, that was a pretty good movie. But I'm just saying, why I don't. Hey, hey, movies different than books. Well, I kind of read, read some Jane Austen. It's all good. I mean, but let's be real, man. If you got an Xbox and a TV, you ain't trying to read none. And you got friends, you, you, you know, ain't trying to read none. No, at all. 
I mean, I get yeah. why I get why it's punishment. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying there are more severe punishments than that without slapping somebody in the face. I mean, yo, I've had my share of whoopings. I mean, switches, belts, hands. You know, <laughs> I, I've had my share. You know, I have worst, too. So the worst one was like you can't be laughing at your brother getting beaten because then you can take a beating too. It's like. Really, dude? You, you whooping me because I laughed? Yes. That's how we get down? Yes. That's how we I get can't down. Be- I can't believe you even did that. I thought you knew that in the rule book. Come on, man. That's like Well, I mean, two. it happened once. Oh, my goodness. I learned my lesson. I'm glad you did. Didn't yeah, have to learn it the hard when way. The, when the other person getting to beating you somewhere else. Exactly. Laughing. Mind your business. Yep. You so you in the room <laughs> watching TV laughing, chuckling <laughs> to yourself. You don't be laughing while the parent right there, they can see you. You don't sit there and watch your sibling get beat. What? First of all, why? That's, I mean, what are you going to sit there and laugh? Ah, you can take it and whoop it. Clearly, yo, I mean, I know my parents were from Sussex and Southampton counties. So, yeah. I bet your sisters can get away with watching you and laughing. Who? Sisters. I mean, sisters, maybe. I mean, yeah. but not, not brothers, not, though. You can't watch your brother. Oh, no. Sisters not, get away with it though. Sisters can laugh. Ha ha ha. Yeah, I don't. I don't think on my mom's side of the family. I don't know. I Look, don't know. Man. I'm had to ask on Shirley. I don't know because I think sisters can watch you get beat and laugh. Here's what it is, man. When you see your mom cutting wood, <laughs> and I'm not saying like cutting like little pieces of wood, man. She got to act. She know what's going on. Yeah. Then you realize that she ain't one to mess with. But you yet, learned that early. But yet you did it anyway, didn't you? Hey, man. I never messed with her. I I didn't curse around her till I was like tw- nineteen or twenty. Nineteen or twenty? How about out. I never cursed around my parents? What's wrong? Oh, with it you? was actually. Oh, it was a slipper. Oh, okay. Because I thought you was just like nah, like man. talking, like we talking. We were, we were having a conversation. What you say? Well, you gotta and believe it. You got. I ain't gonna believe. What? What'd you say? You dropped the f bomb. I dropped the f bomb. You did? And I stopped. Like when I said it, I stopped and I just looked at her. Oh. said nothing. And that was the worst. Wow. She was like, she was like, shame, shame, shame. I never curse around my parents, man. Man. This, How do you even do that, man? It was such an accident. It was so, I literally just got back from school. And so you brought that over to you back with you, didn't you? I mean, man, it was my first year, first semester in school, man. Oh, I said what I want to say. Yeah, you I came really back did. home and forgot I can't say what I want to say. Exactly. And it slipped. And I was, it was like pause, and she ain't never say nothing. It was just like, but well, you know, well, for in her defense, she was probably like, okay, you sort of grown, and I'm gonna just cut you some slack because you not nah, you under eighteen. I got, I got the look of disdain, yeah. Oh, I know you did, but you ain't just. But see, that's that time that. when you might have got slapped. That time, if you'd have finished the whole word, I think you might have got slapped. That well, time. see, if I was close enough to her, very possible. I was on the other side of the room. But see, the idea that you're even saying this means that you would accept that slap and kept it moving. I mean, what am I do? Slap her back? What? Exactly. I ain't trying to get beat down. <laughs> I'm not asking for a beat down. What is wrong with you, man? I'm just going back to the whole slapping thing, meaning first that all, some man, people can slap you. First of all, what? I know people who curse at their parents, and I would look at them like, what is wrong with you? Exactly. I do too. And but like, guess what? I ain't crazy. Here's the thing, man. My mom is all of like five two, man. I don't yeah. care. My mom was five two too. I ain't crazy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I, once again, when you see your mother cut wood, man, with an axe, <laughs> can Shirley it, cut wood with an axe for real? Shut up, man. Man, 
Shut up, man. No, I didn't know this. I mean, you heard said it before, and I was yeah, like, they grew up on a farm, yo. Mom grew up on a farm, man. I, okay, lots of girls grew up on farms. Can't cock, chop wood, man. She know, like, to, she know how to kill a chicken too. Stop playing. So she can take a chicken from the 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 hen house to the table and take care of them. Yep, bring it in, pluck the feathers, and do whatever. I am. I I never knew that about Shirley. For real, I did not know yeah. that about your mom. For real, I didn't. Real talk. Christmas, we would get up at like three o'clock in the morning. You know, open gifts. Why? Why? Why y'all get up at three o'clock in the morning? Because your kids nah. Because at six o'clock we was in a car going exactly. to Southampton County. <laughs> you told us that story the last. <laughs> Yo, man, I've seen pigs, man, get killed at like 6.30 in the morning. It is still dark outside, man. It and is. I'm just like... It is. Yeah. <laughs> and then at 8.30, I'm eating that pig Exactly. Breakfast. breakfast time, buddy. Stop playing, man. <laughs> yeah, one time. One time. Wow. I'm going to just share it. One time, had a BB gun. And we used to mess with the pigs. And we would shoot the pigs with the BB gun. Really? Real messed up. Yeah. Y'all, y'all ain't right. Y'all will go to jail if y'all do that right you know, now. Man, we used to make, we used to, I'm just wrong. We used to do some stuff. And so they killed that pig for Christmas, right? Okay. And like, you know. Did you find a BB in the food? Yo, how about there's a BB in my fat back? That's so, see, that's that karma. That's that karma right there. I know, right? That's why I learned that <laughs> in the age, man. You can't be messing with stuff like that's that. That's that BB karma. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, what are we talking about? This. <laughs> I hear that joint smooth. I ain't say nothing. I just put that in my pocket and just kept eating. Man, stop playing. Come on, man. You you didn't say anything to anybody. What am I gonna say? There's a BB in here. Exactly. So that would have been only, a great story. There's only two kids that got BB guns, yo. Who were they? Me and my bro. I'd have put it on. Which Kevin. means is this, are you talking about Kevin? You talking about Dale? Me and my bro, man. Oh, you ain't, ain't called no names? Name. I ain't called no names. Why but not? it's a 50-50 shot, man. It's a 50-50 shot. I'm going to put my... And, I, you know what? Let me see. You, you said you did this when you were a kid? Yeah. Like, when you were... How, how old were you? Oh, man, maybe 10. It was Dale. Hands down. I mean, it's 50, it was Dale. 50-50, man. It was Dale. Dale's 100, too? Yeah, it was Dale. Yeah, it's a 50-50 shot. Dale. And I wasn't 100% that I can get away with it. Dale. So, if you're not 100%, you just take the 0%. And just move on. Okay. Well, next time I see Dale, I'm gonna start laughing. I mean, he listens to this. It's gonna be funny. Oh He'll yeah. Laugh at hey, Dale, you're wrong, player. And I'm gonna be like, that was AG. You said your name. <laughs> That's right. I ain't say no names. It, I I'm mean, to it doesn't. Innocent. Hey, hey you trying no, to put no. people out? No, I'm trying to put me in trouble. Yes. Hey, man, Dale, come Stop clean. It. Come clean. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Come clean, man. Protect the innocent, man. Protect the innocent. <laughs> Because if you were 10, that yeah, makes Kevin too fair. young. That makes protect, Kevin too young. I, I got my money on that. What? See, protect the innocent. You can say all that stuff you want as a disclaimer. I'm going to put it I, out there. I don't know what you're talking about. Yes, you do. I just work here. Yeah, well, <laughs> It's your show. You just don't work here. That's right. I just work on my show. Man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All I'm saying, you know, back in the day, man. What? Look, I've gotten my share of beatings, and I know what to do, what not to do. Yeah. I, I just know that. You know, I was lucky enough to never get hit in the face, and I'm cool with that life. Don't think you hit me in the face, and I mean, just to see red, yo, that's not a good move for anybody. Well, I will, I will, I will say this: if my dad hits me in my face or my mom hits me in my face, I earn that. I don't feel bad about that. It is jarring, 
but it's like okay. I I'm gonna have to just take because my dad punched me in my face one time. Oof. Yeah, that was real talk. I mean, it's, it, and you know, it's so funny when you tell your parents about disciplinary actions that they took when you were a kid. Oh, they don't really remember that stuff. Oh my god, I'm like, I said that. I think. Oh, I was talking. Well, this is what I was talking about. This wasn't about the punch in the face, but that came later. But I was talking about character, and it was at a family cookout. I don't think <laughs> you were. You were at. You weren't at this one, but everybody else was, I think. And I was talking to. Um, Talking, I just talking to my dad, but I was talking to everybody that was in earshot. And I was like, I think characters are really important because I remember when my dad would take me to the basketball court, I would get upset because I couldn't get the ball back. That's what I said then. I didn't know that was a reroute. But anyway, I couldn't get the ball back. And so he would be like, boy, you better just get the ball back. Ain't nobody going to give you nothing in life. Come on now. What's wrong with you? And I remember that moment. And he's right. Even though I was like a foot shorter than everybody else on the court, I should find a way and stop your whining. Okay? Just do your job. Right? Yep. Do you know this dude had the nerve to look me in the face? Talking about, I don't remember doing all that. I was like, what? Of course they don't Man. remember. Oh, and it wasn't the first time. I was like, he would do it over and over. He don't remember nothing. I was like, I can't even believe. So I promise you, if I said, because I, I had a problem with coming home on time. And coming home on time, we were kids, were coming home before the lights went out. Right? Before the sun went down. And my mom told me, I think I got on, I guess she gave me a verbal warning one time that she gave me, I was on punishment one time. And then I just couldn't get, I just couldn't help myself. I came home. It was dark. It was dark. I knew I was going to get it. I didn't know I was going to get that. But my dad met me at the, I was coming down the sidewalk on my bike. My dad met me at the the uh, the uh, mailbox. Oh, he did it outside so mom didn't see I don't know if that was the case at all. I don't think that's exactly, would, that's exactly. I don't think she would have disagreed. I don't think that she would have disagreed. But, man, that's my that's your man. But man, he I was baby. on my bike and I had one foot almost on the ground and he punched me in the face, threw me right off my bike. I was like, okay. <laughs> that was that was a man situation right there. Is that man. what that was? Okay. So yeah, I and, we gotta handle some man business. Apparently he did. It and all I said, I still did it one more time after that, and my mom got them legs, never had a problem again. So I was hard-headed. But I'm telling you, I did. I felt differently than if somebody else was to do it. Somebody else was to do it, then like you said, I saw red. Wasn't pretty. Oh, okay. Wasn't pretty at all. So it's just like, okay. So that's why I had asked you, is there a difference between who does it or what gender does it? But anyway, no, that's what I want to say. Not to me, because that. that didn't happen to me. So if that, I mean, that'd be like... Some new stuff. It's been years since anybody even touched my face in such a manner. Understood. Understood. And, I got it. Oh man. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying that you're wrong either. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying it's. I wondered. You know, I just wondered how, if there's any difference. But you're saying no. I mean, I'm just saying if you hit me in my face in such a manner, we need to be prepared to fight. <laughs> you don't care who you are. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm equal opportunity, man. That's. It's just there's certain things that trigger people, man. And like for me, getting hit in the face, because it's only really happened to me like, God, twice in my life. And I can't remember, maybe once or twice. I know definitely once. I can remember that. Maybe, I'm pretty sure it happened to me again. But like, I can, if I can count all that on one hand, mm -hmm. man, it is, man, no, it is not that kind of party over here. We will throw down. I understand. And I'm going to jail. And I'm fine with that. 
Yeah, you will. And you pretty, so you, yeah, you're done. Nah, man. (laughs) By that time, nobody gonna mess with me. (sighs) Look, man, I I avoid a lot of fights because I was fat, yo. And and I'm fine with that because, you know, it's those fat, nice kids that you got to worry about. Because you get that, you get a fat, nice kid, Matt. Nice kid, man. That means one, you'd have done something. And two, there's no control. You getting all of it. You're not getting like 112 pounds. <laughs> you're getting all two plus. Like for me, <laughs> yeah. You're getting all three over here, man. And I'm gonna let you have it. Understood. You may knock me out, but I'm getting at least one punch in. Oh. <laughs> and you're gonna remember that. You're gonna remember that. Well, so what did we learn from this segment? Don't slap Don't. Ruben in his face. Most definitely. Understood. Don't slap anybody in the face, man. That's disrespectful. I thought spitting was the you know the epitome of disrespectful, but apparently slapping well, in the no, face. Well, no, I'm not saying it's not. But, but, see, but slapping in the face be, is up there then. Yeah, but you got to be close. Here's the thing, man. If you're close enough to spit somebody's face, that means you're close enough to get punched in the face. <laughs> Because you're right, man. I don't want anybody's. I don't want anybody else's. Like, like, what's it called? Um, uh, what's the what's the medical term for what? For what's like it? juices from other people. What's oh, it called? I I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it right now. I mean, whatever. Well, you spit me in the face, man. It's gonna be like reaction. It's gonna be spit punch. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and I won't really care who you are at that point. True. Because they're just the face, man. The faces, I mean, for some people, is their moneymaker. For me, the face is just, you know, I've never had a black eye, man. I really don't have issues happen to my face. And because when it's all said, that's all you got, man. That's all you have is what you look like when you wake up in the morning. I understand. That. I like to look the same. You know? <laughs> I like to look the same. Understood. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't about no black eyes. Ain't about no uh, a hand mark. Yo, man, you got punched in the face. Nah, man, never here. You look need to look at the other guy if that happens. Cause it's, yeah, it's never that kind of parties. Never that kind of party. But yeah, that's fine. I'm glad we talked about that. Don't be punching Ruben in the face, yo. No. No, don't punch anybody in the face. Yeah, Ladies. don't punch. Don't spit. I mean, no and if you decide you want to do something like that, man. Then you need to be one hundred percent prepared for what you get. Well, see, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't think some groups are prepared because they've never had to be prepared. And that's your first problem, man. Well, it is a problem, but it doesn't matter because the world allows it. And that's what I was saying to you before. Is it different when a woman slaps you in the face? And even if it's not, you don't get to retaliate. You get to walk away. That's what you get to do. I mean, you because know? because women can women can you know there's only one person in a male female relationship that can yell scream perpetrate violence in any way and that's a woman they they talk about our balls like they don't mean anything they slap us in the face because we said they look fat in that dress which they knew that before they asked us they do all sorts of things that's why I asked you that question well I mean because but that see, those things right there. Are what stupid dudes get. No, that's not true. No, no, because if she's already fat in that dress, I'm not going to remind her of that. No, see, you're missing the point. When that's 
When a woman says, do I look fat in that dress? She is asking you a question that's impossible to get right. Because if you say, girl, I like you that way, it's like, well, I ain't asked you all that. Nah, but if man, you, if you tell them, huh? You P-H-A-T, pretty hot and it, Exactly. But that, there it no, won't stop there. It, it doesn't stop there, though. That's the problem, because it doesn't stop there. It, it, but when you say, yeah, you look kind of fat in that dress, number one, she get mad. Number two, she already knew she was fat in that dress. But she can still slap you if See, you say it. That's just, but here's the thing, man. What? If you go answer that question with that, then you deserve what you get. But because, what, how can it be a man's fault if, if he, the, the question was posed to him? And there is because no you, right answer. She'll she'll like be I all mean, over you until she gets the truth, and then when she gets the truth, she'll be mad. <laughs> well, you, you ask your girl, yo, what's up with the? How, do I look? How do I look in this? I mean, yeah, sometimes you need to. Like me, I mean, real talk. My my skills of um, uh, coordinating sometimes is questionable. <laughs> I didn't know that. I, had, I didn't got. Hey, I learned. I've learned a lot in these forty-seven years I've been on this planet. Okay. You know, well, forty-six plus whatever. I mean, but back in the day, nah, man, I wouldn't. I want the best dressed guy at the prom. Let's just put it that way. Okay. You know. And, but then that wasn't part of my makeup. I didn't care because it's either like me or you don't. But the problem is. There are social norms for certain things that even though you may not be about social norms, you kind of have to to a point. And, you know, people who, well, just because it's it's a a prom, I'm going to wear some pants. Wear some pants. (laughs) Don't don't wear no shorts. That's just disrespectful. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a formal event, man. Like, yeah. Unless you paid enough weight, you can get away with it. But last time I checked, um, in high school, none of us were paid enough we can get away with it. <laughs> so you wear, you go register for tux, and you wear that, and you'd be happy when you go to the prom. Do your best to get the right color that she's wearing. You know, that's what I see. I didn't go to my prom, so I don't really know. You didn't go to your and prom? I, nah, man. Are you serious? Why not? I mean, back then I had a lot of self-esteem issues. I didn't get my shoulders to my freshman year of college, man. Yeah, like, we talked really, about the shoulders. Yeah, you got you talked. Yeah. We talked about the shoulders. Okay, all right. I mean, I was straight dumpy and and stuff, man. I I mean, was I cute? My mom said I was, so I really wasn't, and that's okay. I just think that your personality is so that you would just attract women all the time. Shoulders well, or no shoulders. Well, back then my personality was still developing. You know, okay. I, had, I had a heavy, I had a, a heavy dose fear of um, women just because, you know, I was kind of a nerd, sort of. Oh, you done made up another show. We're going to have to talk about this. We're going to have mean, to talk maybe, about this, man. Look, man, I've been on this planet 46 plus years, man. If you don't know, you might know. And if you don't care to know, then don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think, I people, say, but I think people want to know about this because you don't come off that way. You never came off that way to me, and I'm sitting here in shock. Like, really? Come on, man. I mean, look, man, I'm good at what I do, and you know, it's just. But that only happened. Real talk. It only happened. Wow. When did I really start getting my groove? Probably. 
30. I was about 30. When I was in, when I was in, in some parts of my life, when I wasn't in Peasburg High School, I was very outgoing. Okay. That I understand. But in Peasburg High School, eh, you know, it's just, you know, it's 90, 95% um, black and, you know, it's maybe higher than that. I just really didn't find my place very well. I mean, it wasn't a horrible childhood. I'm just saying I'm not about to go back and repeat that. True. I, I mean, do understand that. I had a hard time in high school, too. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, people knew who I was. I knew people was. But I wasn't, like, most popular. Um, I wasn't, like, hated. Right. I mean, I was just there. And, I, I mean, I had some friends. I had a lot of friends. It wasn't like I, nobody talked to me. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't like an outcast or nothing. It was just, you know, okay. I roll with the circle I roll with, and, you know, that's it. <clears throat> Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes more sense. But I do understand you, especially when you said, you said it took you a while to find your place because your school is 95% black. I get that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just, it literally is like the place you think you would fit in, you don't. And it's just, and a lot of that is because of my extracurricular activities. I mean. Yeah, you can't play soccer, bro. First of all, I can. You can, but you can't. I play soccer in high school. I realize that. Yeah, I played one year, my senior year, I won a letter. And I got most improved. So take that. I'm just saying, you can play a soccer all you want to, but when you told me that, then you said Petersburg High, I'm like, really? Okay. Oh, Petersburg High wouldn't get a soccer. But I was, I mean, I can can do better than people think. And that's probably like, I would say that's probably like the really cool thing so far. I've been able to um, kind of, you know, give a little bit more than people think I can give. Like, for instance, today, I mean, God, I can't believe I'm talking about this. But today, I've been playing basketball with friends and met new people for almost a year now. I can't shoot. I'm terrible. But back when I was, like, 21, I had handles and I could do, you know, I was I, I was all right. So it's been taking almost a year to find my groove. I found a couple shots where I could hit. A lot of it's a confidence issue for me. But I play defense all right. You know, I, I missed like three shots today, and it was terrible. But, however, the greatest thing happened today, I had my first buzzer beater. Very nice. The guy, Yeah, the guy, he went for, I mean, it was like, I don't know, five seconds or something, and went for a layup, missed, and I came off the weak side and tapped. Tapped it up, and I watched it go off the backboard. Cause I was behind the back, I was behind the backboard at this point. Go off the backboard, and it kind of bounced twice, and it rolled in, and it was super awesome. I'm not gonna front. Like I felt like I won a championship, even though <laughs> I didn't. You got the you got the ring. I mean, for for that game, it was awesome. <laughs> but but you know, but the bigger thing is like, for me, I started playing basketball again really just to get myself in some shape because, you know, I'm not, I'm a big guy. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But, you know, it's just one of those things where when I first got out there, man, I couldn't – I couldn't – I was like my first game, I'm wheezing. It was horrible. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. I can't really run anyway. I'm still working on the whole running thing. 
But well, like, I mean, the you got to be able to jog, right? You got to get back down the court on defense or offense. I so, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I got a small gas tank on that though, so it's okay. I'm getting, I'm better than I was last year. Definitely can say that. That's all that matters. But, but you know, I had missed like three, four shots, man. I gave up a couple baskets. It was, it was a horrible day. I hadn't won a game, um, but everybody else had won because we switch up and stuff like that. Okay. Everybody else had won one. So for me to hit that shot, number one. Two, for it to go in, that was awesome. I won a game. But more importantly, like, I really felt the camaraderie with all the other guys. Okay. Because everybody was excited. Right. Right. And it's it's so, for me, it's, like, so important, not just for me, but for everybody, to surround yourself with, like, positive people. Yes. Because, like, it was only, it was 11 of us. And... One dude, the one dude who wasn't playing was shocked. His face was like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. <clears throat> First of all, it was kind of off balance. I couldn't tell you how it went in. I know I just tapped it up and it hit the backboard. And it, like I said, bounced like twice. And then it fell in. Buzzer goes off. I'm like losing it. Somebody <laughs> came. Somebody, I think my boy Dirty came and like jumped and hugged me, man. I was like. And I was like, yeah, I was flexing. And, you know, it, I mean, I hit one shot like every two weeks, really. And But the fact that I made this shot and then everybody was just so supportive. It was so dope. It was just like, like everybody was excited. And it was like, because, I mean, we, we all support each other, you know. Right. We play hard out there and, and stuff like that. We call our own fouls. Sometimes we get a little butt hurt, but we wake up. We wake up the next day and shake it off and come back next Sunday. So okay. I mean, it was good, you know. Everybody came and gave me dap, and I was just like, to this day, to right now, I truly can't remember what happened from when. Don't I remember him going for a reverse layup and it coming off the backboard? Oh no, off the rim. And then the next thing I remember is me watching it going behind the backboard. I don't know what happened. <laughs> like I could just forgot. Just, but does, just my body just took over and was like, "Dude, dude, hey, you got lucky, and I'm gonna take that luck and ride that to the bank." And but not, nah, it was a good day. It was a very good day. You know, that's the only shot I hit all day. Which I play a lot of defense, so I don't know. It's one of those things. Well, man, you should be proud of yourself. Oh, I am. I'm more proud that. I, I can. I was able to drive back. Normally, I sit in the car for like five minutes because I'm dead tired. But today, I was just kind of like, well, not even today. The last couple of weeks, I've been just kind of getting out of the car, feeling good, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's the little things in my life that I, that make me happy. As they should. You know, as they I mean, should. I just try to be positive and and move on and. You know, tomorrow I go to work and try to do some positive things there and, you know, that sort of thing. But, yeah, enough about me. We've talked about me a little too long today. Why is that about me? I don't know. Oh, just, people want to know about you. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so you don't like talking about yourself. You don't like hearing your own voice. What in the world, man? I know, right? It's the worst. And I'm not going to lie. That, honestly, when I was younger... I had a little, like, 
I don't mind being the spotlight when I'm controlling it. Well, I think everybody can say that. But what are you talking about, though? No, it's like if I'm in like because I'm a control freak, literally. You are. About, oh man, like my last job, son, son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Control freak. I mean, a lot of that's because I was working with kids, and then I hired young adults to work for me, and it wasn't a situation of me being like a DB or whatever. Look, man, I can't be everywhere. I need y'all to be my eyes and ears. And I'm going to train you, basically, every, I'm going to give you most of everything I know. And it's like, when I'm not there, I need you to be able to control until I can get there. And that's just how it was. It's just like, I mean, you know, we ran on schedules and stuff like that. And in order for me to do my job properly, I had to be a control freak. It's just what it was. It wasn't like, like I said, I wasn't trying to be a DB. Some of my, some of the people who might work for me might be like, yeah, he's kind of a DB. And I, and I, and, and that's douchebag, by the way. But it was, you know, when you work with kids, man, you know, you got to make sure that you are always prepared for them because you think you're prepared and then you're not. You think you have five activities to cover for an hour. Those five activities are done in 20 minutes. And they're just like, what's up? What's next? And it's like, you got to be prepared for that. That doesn't strike me as you being a douchebag. That's what strikes me as you doing your job properly. Yeah, but I mean, you you can't, you can't mistake, you know, being a control freak with being, you having leadership qualities. I think they're they're not, they're not interchangeable. Well, here's the thing though. I will say this. I mean, like for instance, like my staff knew, like I told them straight up, I said, look guys, there'll be days where, I'm just going to ask you to do something. I don't need for you to ask me five million questions. I just need you to do it. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. You know? And that's just, there's just sometimes it's like that. And, you know, then there's sometimes where people don't understand why I want them to do something, you know. And I, But I had to learn that the, that generation wants to know the why. And I don't have an issue with the why, but the why can be told to you later. <laughs> And, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, I had to grow in that job and it was awesome. I enjoyed it. It was time to go um, just because it was, you know, you know when it's time to move on. And it was for me. I missed part of it. I'm not going to lie. You know, I wore shorts for from, <laughs> from May to May 1st to September 1st, man. And, you know, it's funny that you laugh at that, but. You gotta take the little things, man. No, I right love now. I love wearing shorts all the time, but it's just with you. I think I think you said this a couple of times in this podcast. I believe that you love wearing shorts. Oh man, it's gonna be seventy degrees the next few days. It really. If is. I wasn't working, I'd be in shorts. Like literally, I when I went to Orlando for a week in October, when it was cold up here, it was eighty-five degrees. <laughs> you think I could pair pants with me, please, son? <laughs> Man, yo, my feet were uncovered literally for seven days, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I can't get with 85 degrees of Florida heat. No, ain't nobody got time for that. But I do understand you, though. Yeah, I mean, I love shorts, man. I just, I don't mind dressing up. I mean, tomorrow I got to put on some slacks and a shirt. You know, a uniform is, is what it is. But that's one of the perks about my old job. 
May first, I tell them May first. You know, the slacks are gone. It's short. <laughs> and, and the funny part about it is, they would like literally count down. They'd be like, "So, Ruben, what you wearing tomorrow?" I was like, "What's tomorrow? May first? Shorts." <laughs> so April thirty, April thirty, they like, "What you wearing tomorrow, bro?" That's what you wearing? I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the last time you go see me some slacks unless there's a meeting that I have to be at and camp's not going on. You best believe it. I mean, man, so that was one of the perks, man. I mean, I was out in 85 to 90, 100 degree weather every day. I mean, that was questionable. But and you can it, have that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. You can have yeah, that. man. I learned what dry fit was, man, after my first I bet year you working did, there. Because cotton will hurt you when it's 95 degrees. I love dry fit, man. Hey, I could have told you that a long time ago, but I'm just saying, 95 degrees will teach you. I mean, yeah, like even my work clothes right now, man, a lot of my shirts are dry fit. I ain't yes. playing with these people. <laughs> I'll put on a coat if it's that cold. <laughs> I mean, literally, man, if it's 55 to, if it's 55 to 60, it's short sleeve. I ain't got time. I ain't got time, man. <laughs> I put on a jacket to go to my car so I can take it off so I can get my car, drive to where I'm going so I can get out my car, put my jacket and go in, take it off to put it back on to get back outside of the car and take it off when I get in the car. Man, <laughs> I take steps. I will carry the coat. It will be in my car. There's a coat in my car right now. Probably hadn't been worn in like a week. I understand. I mean, unless it's like 35 or like 40 degrees, yeah, I, I, I'll put on a, a jacket. But if I'm walking like literally like 30 steps to a door, I think, I, I think I'm good for 30 steps. But if you want to hang out and talk outside, nah, I'm going to put my jacket on. <laughs> I hate too hot and I hate too cold, but pretty much 45 to 90 degrees, I'm good, man. Short sleeve all day. Yeah, okay. Right. 90 degrees, yeah, okay. I mean, I love it, man. It's just that's the part where I wish California didn't have earthquakes and, and uh, forest fires. Because I promise you, they got perfect weather. If I want man, cold, I can go too cold. The cold ain't coming to me. You know, I will say this, man. Except for the thunderstorms at five o'clock every day in Orlando, Florida's not that bad. It just depends where you live. Humidity, man. I ain't got time for that. I went to a race at Daytona. Stayed in um, stayed in Jacksonville. Oh, my goodness. Ain't nobody got time for that, man. It's hot. Man, it's humidity in Virginia. What are you talking about? Not like Florida. You stupid. I'm t man, you, you like man. the heat. Number one, you like the heat, so you have no opinion. You talking out of whoa, school. Whoa. You Steven ain't I, right now, man. Steven ain't right now. Heat's I'm, okay. No. I don't love heat. No. But I'm heat telling you right is now, not my problem. Like, no. Heat is not like my problem. It's degrees in my apartment. What? Man, I got on shorts, son, and a tank top. Man, oh, I got time for that coldness out there. 78 degrees? Yeah. You spend I, all your money in electric electric bill? No, where I live at, I pay for that. It's all inclusive, baby. Oh, my you know? God. And that's <laughs> why. Abuse, abuse, abuse. Yeah, no, if you pay for I your own, it would be at 78 degrees. Wait, sir? If you pay for your own electricity, it wouldn't be 78 degrees. Yeah, it would. I mean, what I see here's the thing, man. I'm gonna teach some people some stuff right here. Teach us how to be hot. Okay, go ahead, teach us. I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna teach you this, man. Like the problem, the really, the real time where you give the power bill your money is when you keep fluctuating temperatures. 
just leave that joint on like like literally before I lived in this spot, I would leave it at 75 all year round. Ooh. Now in the in the winter, well, because I like wearing shorts around the house, man. I don't like putting I, I wear pants outside. We are fundamentally different people. And that's fine. I mean, but it's one of those things, man. Like in my bedroom, you know, it's warm in my bedroom. I like it warm. But if I feel like I really need to go to sleep, I'll turn it down a little bit so it gets just cool enough where I'm out. You this know, is what it is. Is you pay your rent there, you can do what you want to do. How about that? You're right. That's what I do. Because seventy-eight degrees. What? Seventy-eight degrees. Yeah, it feels great in here. Oh my goodness. Okay. It feels. It feels like summer. Yeah, really. Really. Now I understand. Like when I'm at your house, I understand a lot of things. Now I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, man. And every time you're at my house, what am I wearing? Shorts. You're right. And I just thought because because I wear shorts sometimes too, but it ain't seventy-eight up in here. Yeah, no man. sir. I mean, like, ain't, ain't nobody got time right. for that, man. Ain't nobody got time. I tell you what, my bad. I ain't got time for that. How about that? Like my one of my exes, man. She she was like, "What is wrong with you?" I was like, "What are you talking about? Why are you wearing shorts? Why can't I wear shorts inside the the place where I live at? I pay for this. I pay for this electricity to be seventy seven degrees. <laughs> if I'm gonna wear shorts, I'm wearing shorts. What kind of woman? What are you finding these people, man? Oh man, she's dope. But it's one. Wait a minute, she's dope. Yeah, but it's one. Is that one? Okay, I give up. I can't. You you meant this one? Is is that one? Oh, the one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. That's all we talk about. Yeah. I've not. I've not been given official releases to speak on her, so I don't speak on her that much. But now, man, I won't be naming names. I wear shorts, man. Or you know, like I wear. I don't see where she should have a problem. You paying rent. They're your shorts. There's your house, whatever. What's because, the man. Because what? Because I, I feel like, you know, I'm not even going to say it. Nope. I'm not even going to say it. What? I am going to say it. Yo, man. If you're if you're dating a young, young lady. Yes. Or whoever you're dating. Yes. And y'all got two separate spots. Y'all, y'all don't live together. Right. If you're at her spot. Life is what it is at her spot. Exactly. When you at your spot, life is what it is. Like it's her spot. Exactly. I mean, it's so one why of those is she things, asking man. you questions? Were you at her house at the time? No, I was at my house. Exactly. But that's it might, what, but it might as well have been her house. Well, see, that's where you're wrong. I mean, you say what you want. What What do you say? Happy wife, happy life. No, no, no. Operative word there is wife, bro. Yeah. Let's get that straight now, because I promise you, if I were you with your whole shorts thing and I'm in my house and she started talking about my little stuff, I'd be like, oh, OK, that, I understand. And then I wouldn't call her no more. Man, see, and that's the whole thing, man. It's about keeping the peace. No, ain't no, no, no. It is, man. No. Sacrifices, baby sacrifices. No, not for somebody to start out like that, it ain't. Well, I mean, we didn't start out like that. It, OK. But find, that's a where one, got find a new girlfriend. Find a new girlfriend. I mean, we're not together now, so. Well, that might not be a bad thing. <laughs> so wrong. Is it? Is it? I she, mean, she talking about your time stuff time. in your crib. Like, like you said, when you at your house, it's all about her. Point taken. I mean, well, what's the difference when you at your house? It shouldn't be nothing because you I mean, wearing shorts in your house? house. Say what? 
We shouldn't be at my house. Why? That's what it is. Why not? Because, man. Oh my god. She had she had a bigger spot. I don't care. It's the principle. You're right. The principle says when you at your house and you get to wear what you want to wear. Within reason, and certainly shorts are within reason. What's the problem? I mean, but I wore what I want to wear at her house, too. I just was a little bit colder, and I dealt with it. So she should deal with your stuff, too. I mean, probably not sure. A bad thing. All I'm going to say is probably not a bad thing. I'm moving on. I'm just going to say. Yes. We ain't together no more. Understood. Not mad. <laughs> You're funny, Ed. I'm just saying. Not mad. I, well, like I tell my wife all the time, you're right. Happy wife, happy life. You can't fight City Hall. But what I also say to her is, I ain't got to live in your town either. Just saying. I mean, you ain't got to, but you ain't trying to move out no time soon. No, nah, well, I chose the town I want to live in. There's a reason for it. Everybody else, you haul, baby. <laughs> u haul. u haul. Ah, uh, you're funny. I'm just saying, Mayflower. <laughs> oh, man. I guess we should get back on track. Okay. Because if we did couple more things that we should talk about. Yeah, because I can talk about this forever. Oh, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Talking about me. No, uh, not uh, you. Just the whole talking about your shorts in your house. For real? Okay. I mean, you know, yeah. once again, control freak. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. No, I, <laughs> apparently you're not because you did not call her back after that if you were a real control, control freak. So I'm just saying. Hey, man, that was, that was back in the day where I was exactly on the highest level of where I want to be. Now it's different. Man, we life difference when you, when you turn forty, man, you you start to put up with a whole lot less stuff. Oh, I know, I did that too. I, I started to buy into what I want, really, really wanted in life, and you're absolutely right about that. I could not agree more. Four, the big four, man. That's that's that was it. Four, I was like, you know what? I ain't got time to. I I don't gotta do this if I don't want to do it. What are you gonna do? Make me? There's a door. Deuces. Understood. I mean, you get you get a little bit more reckless. And that's not reckless. Work. That's just something you should have done twenty years prior. I mean, work, you know, reckless truth, whatever you want to call it. No, you can't. You can't. It's not interchangeable. It's not reckless when you know somebody's not for you. You just kick him to the curb and keep it moving. They ain't worth that much. True. But now we're going to talk about something else. <laughs> A wow. couple is suing American Airlines for discrimination, but it's not what you think. Tell them about what discrimination is this time, Ruben. Okay, that was weird. It wasn't weird. That was so awesome. And you just made it a fail. You're, no, supposed, to say, like, you're supposed to say body odor, man. No, man. The, the video played. It was, I got confused. Oh, my goodness gracious. What oh, stop it. show are we putting on today? You know, that's, I, I think that every time I put a show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to front. <laughs> you know, I have this list of the order things supposed to go in, and then tangents happen. Well, you yes. realize when we do a show, it never uh, stays on track. But I think that's the, that's part of the beauty of the show. It really even is. Though, even though I've had some people, let me change that. I had a couple of comments saying two hours is too long. I'm like, you ain't got to sit there and listen to a whole two hours. Break it up. But, you know, you would get a lot of me. Speaking of which, I met one of the people who listened to my show last week. Oh, what, that, what was that experience like? It was interesting, actually. Okay. She, I, was, I was like, hey. And she was like, hi. I feel like I know you already. And I was just kind of like, 
okay. <laughs> I think I just kind of just got really tiny. Tiny? You're supposed, <laughs> you supposed to blossom. You got tiny. I don't know why. It was just, I was like, oh, okay. Come on, man. You know I'm what? Oh. Well, okay. What episodes did she listen to? Did she listen to all of them or yeah, some of them? She, she does. Well, that's she, what's up. Uh, that's good. It was awesome. You know. So why did but you like, shrink? What? Why did you shrink? I don't know. Uh, because I guess because like when it's all said and done, like I was talking to somebody about this the other day. If something were to happen, yeah, positive, and somebody's like, you know, Ruben, we like your podcast. We're gonna pay you to, you know, do it more often. Okay. First of all, I'll be completely shocked because you're gonna pay me to talk about how I feel about stuff. Yeah. I think that's a little weird. No, it's not. But then I thought about can I deal with could I deal with that? Because part of me part of me wants to be the person who Everybody wants to see and stuff like that. But that was so in my 20 to 35 years, year old years. Okay. Now, I don't know. It's just like, because some people get, if they were to get some sort of fame, like their 15 minutes of fame, they go all crazy. So I don't know what I would do, but I feel confident. I have, a, I have good friends and family that would keep me grounded. Oh, I would. You know, I'd, I'd tell you. <laughs> you know, I knew you would. I mean, uh, that's why I like. And I would Joe Rogan you and I would Stephen A. Smith you. It would be public and private. I would tell man, you. Man, you don't want that. Yeah, I do. I'm quick with it. Or well, whatever. You, you ain't going to be quick because karma's, you know, what karma is. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just. I mean, because, yeah. The fact that this has been going on this long is awesome. I think that you, I think it's a, I think it's great. Because it's I think like, it's great too, but I'm shocked. Nah. I don't think you should be shocked because number one, you have to understand no matter what you think of you, you're public. Yeah. You've made yourself a public figure. And and, and so is Mo and so have I. But you especially. And so I'm just like I mean my name's on it. Exactly. So I'm like, man, you better get glad about it. Because and the idea that she said something to you and it was positive because she really didn't have to either she didn't have to say anything to you and or she could say she could have well not and or but or she could have said that it was awful. Yeah. But the idea no. that she's like, yeah, I kind of know. It's, I listen to your podcast, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, hey, I mean, she's dope. She's she's a, a nice young lady and stuff. And I got to, to know her because she works with. One of my other friends who listen to the podcast, they know who they are. I don't gotta say names because that's not what I do. Um, at least not today. I will. So I know you will. That's why you don't know. <laughs> um, Dale. Okay. So yeah, really. Dang, that's just cold. <laughs> so you know, sh- shout out to to my two friends who who listen to me on a regular basis at their job. I appreciate it, and I'm glad you still listen. And Especially, I'm glad they still listen because you know this could have went to a hot mess real quick. What do you mean? Then, huh? How could it have gone to a hot mess real quick? I mean, it just could have. I'm not saying. That. Oh, okay. I'm I see what you're saying. saying. Okay, my bad. My bad. I mean, the, the the potential of hot messery is around me is kind of you know possible. <laughs> I think we can all say that to some degree, but go on. Yeah. 
it's not probable, it's just possible. But um, yeah. So thank you to all the listeners. I'm glad all y'all listen. I don't I don't know why you listen, but I'm glad that you do. And I hope that we make your life at least a little bit funnier. Well, I can tell you as a contributor second and a listener first, your content is good. You are interesting. That's why people listen. Well, because I don't you know, all the stuff that we see on the news and stuff like that, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that this dude got beat up by a deer. Because we'll come back to the to the airplane thing. Because <clears throat> that's a little too serious for me to talk about. Okay. But I want to talk about the dude who got beat up by a deer at McDonald's parking lot. I mean, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> your karma's got to be not in a good spot. For a deer, broad daylight, a deer to come out, beat you up, and roll out. And of course, this happened in North Carolina because <laughs> that's all I'm say about that. It just happened in North Carolina. Of all the places, when I read it was North Carolina, I was like, eh, I guess so. Locust, North Carolina. I don't even know what that is. All I know is locusts come and eat up stuff. So <laughs> once again, you put McDonald's in the middle of the woods, so you get what you get. <laughs> I mean, but what's the karma in this, though? It's like if it's in the middle of nowhere, because the video didn't really let me know it's in the middle of nowhere. It looks like it's in a, a complex of some sort. Look, man, every middle of nowhere has a complex. <laughs> <laughs> they got one. <laughs> Everyone has one. Oh, man. So, I mean, I understand your statement, but I'm just letting you know everybody's got one. <laughs> so the dude walked out. He just finished lunch, man. The dude just ate lunch. Oh, he was going back to his car, mind his own business. <laughs> that dude probably had like 2,500 cars, walked out, and got bowled over by a deer. Now, of all the parking, all these cars and stuff in the parking lot, this dude oh my got hit by this one deer. Come I on, will man. say, I will say, is that is karma. The, the dude was my like you say he was coming out like he had a bag in his hand coming out of mcdonald's this deer looked like he was running and deers don't change direction for anything which means you weren't which means he was not looking what man no no wait a minute look if you are hunting or you are in the woods you are expecting a certain type of unexpected and it's not even really unexpected because you kind of are aware. When you are in the parking lot of a McDonald's, the last thing you think about is a deer coming around to tackle you. Come on, man. I'm looking at the video right now, and I'm like, that dude didn't have a chance. Oh, man, that deer tried, the deer tried to jump over him and just tackle the dude. So you're telling me, you're telling me, if, and hold on, you know the real messed up part about this? <laughs> This is when you learn where your fr- who your friends are. What? Because the dude behind him didn't say nothing. It it was and he stopped. It, it was, was like, it was it, it was his it. girlfriend or his wife. It wasn't a dude. Whoever it was, and she and she out. put her hand out like, "Are you all right, boo boo?" <laughs> I'd been all right if you told me a deer was coming. No one, Ruben. When you are in the 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 parking lot of a McDonald's, you are not thinking about deer. Okay, 
So in the video that I'm looking at. Oh my goodness. You have a special video. What? No, it's the same video that's on CNN. You know, dude's like, I don't know where it came from. But you know what? There's not much around there except McDonald's. And that deer did try to high jump him. And you're right. She was like, you okay? <laughs> I saw it coming. <laughs> but you she know- stopped. She stopped. She she knew enough to stop. But no, she hold on. Let me see. Let me watch it. No, she, no. She didn't because she was looking at the car. She was looking at the car just like he was and didn't see it until the deer was up on him. Hey, man, when does personal responsibility come into play? Man? You know what? This is not personal responsibility. Your head needs to be on a swivel. Oh, my. It's the parking lot of a McDonald's, not the woods. It is North Carolina. Good gravy. Really? That's Look, that's state racist right there, man. Man, you say what you want. This dude is <laughs> quick. North Carolina. North Carolina need love too, man. Man, you saw this dude. This dude, this deer is in full sprint. Man. Oh, he was. Absolutely was. And you didn't you, you didn't see none out the peripheral? Because the best thing I could have done if I were him, based on the situation, was what is that clocking hoofs? What? What is that? Yeah, and then, and way, by the man. time, by the time I turned my head, that deer was up on me. I'm just glad that I didn't get impaled at this point. I don't even care. And then the messed up part about all of it, it I mean, the real tragedy of all this for him is there were cameras there. But no one sees his face. What's the difference? It, it doesn't matter. In this video, he, he comes out. Do, 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 boom! Ah! And the deer kept going. <laughs> Hey baby, how you are, baby? <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you put in McDonald's in the middle of absolute nowhere. It's not in the middle of nowhere. This Man. is part of a complex, probably a mall. Uh, it's probably a business complex. Oh my goodness gracious. It doesn't even matter, man. That deer, he was like, You in my house. No, you're in a McDonald's parking lot, and you lucky if somebody ain't there got a boat or or a gun. It'd be dinner. Well, here's the thing. And, and Actually, Lucky Dale ain't there. He was wearing some hunter's gear. Like he, he was wearing camo. Yes, he yeah. was. And that, make, I, that makes it even worse because he looked like the woods. Yeah, if he if he was wearing if he was wearing his orange, he wouldn't have got tackled. Uh no, because deer are colorblind. So no, that's not for the deer, that's for the other so, hunters. When it's all said and done. Oh my goodness. You, see, you gotta look both ways when you cross the streets. Ruben, please stop. Please just stop. <laughs> just stop. This is the most ridiculous segment you've ever had. Because you got to have your head on a swivel because you're in a McDonald's parking lot with your egg McMuffin. Oh, oh, Please stop. On, just stop. Are you just... trying to say you don't when you walk out of any building, your head ain't on a swivel? Other than looking for cars that are going past me? No, I'm not. But what if cars were coming? That was a drive-through lane. He didn't even look. It hey, wasn't a drive-through lane. Yeah, it was it a parking. It was. It was the. It there's was, an arrow on the. There's an arrow on the ground, man. It said, "Hey, you need to come here." Uh, no, it's the directions because it's got directions for the parking. It's not. It wasn't drive-through, man. I've been oh, to McDonald's. Man. I'm a big dude too. I've been to McDonald's. What a drive-through look like. You ain't been to McDonald's in the middle of the woods. Uh, you know what? All McDonald's are the same, Ruben. Even when they're in the middle of the woods, part of a big mall complex. I bet, I bet you there's both ways for crossing anything right now. You know what? Why? Why? Just why? I mean, that's what they, te- they uh, teach us at school, man. Yeah, we're still talking. There's both ways for you cross the street. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry about this. This is ridiculous, I know. I mean, yo, 
He should have got two points for that takedown. Two points. That's what it is in, in in wrestling. You get two points for a takedown. That's awesome. I don't think I don't think the guy was being an opponent. He didn't know it was coming. But you know what? Let's can I give the man some props though? Real talk. He got right back up. Well, not even that, man. He didn't spill his drink, yo. No, he held on to the bag. I saw that. <laughs> yo, he got turned inside out. That joint never touched the ground. That's right. That's McDonald's in that bag. That's, that's yeah. powerful stuff, man. What's wrong with you? Not a bag or a drink. It looks like a drink. But man, shoot, I'll eat a fry off the ground. I mean, real talk. I don't play that. Might as well have been beer up in that joint, man. He's what like, nah, man. McDonald's. McDonald's. Don't even man. don't even front like McDonald's ain't got crack in it. Come on, man. McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. McDonald's and Chick-fil-A. I mean, Popeye's too, man. That chicken sandwich. Oh, well, I haven't had a chicken sandwich. You had a you had a thing about that on your first podcast. I haven't had that chicken sandwich yet. Oh, did I say his chicken sandwich is fire? Oh my god, I can't believe I said that. You did. I thought you were just like all been out of shape behind that sandwich. No, I'm mad because people are dying over a piece of chicken. (laughs) You know what? In their defense, it is food. That's enough to get you cannibalized. I'm Look, just saying, man, hunger is stabbed. hunger is powerful. Hunger you is powerful. Because you cut somebody in the line dude, for a damn chicken sandwich. Dude, hunger dude. is powerful. If, yeah. there, if there's no food, I trust no one. Death death should not happen at a fast food restaurant unless you get robbed. Well, the operative word here is food. I keep telling you. So I understand I'm, that, but yeah, apparently you don't because you keep defying me. I am in a book of tea because oh my goodness. Because that's crazy. It is crazy, but it's still food involved. Yeah. And it's fried chicken all on top of that. Yep. And what he said at the end of this at the end of his article, quote, life is crazy sometimes. He says sometime. And I'm just kinda like, you could have put the S there for him. That's messed up. <laughs> and then quote, God is good all the time. Not injured. PS didn't spill my Coke. Unquote. <laughs> and actually he did say something to your point keep on the lookout when you, when there's one there's always more somewhere that's i guess that's the lady uh yeah that's the lady that was with him so his wife deanne i think he's, he's like it was absolutely nuts it was excuse me quote it was just a bit of brown and then i saw his face i was down on the ground that quick exactly Cause I'm telling you right. by the time I don't even think he really got a chance to really turn his head. Cause well, he looks like he's he still looking at the car, the street. man. I'm gonna ride that one. By the way, this happens in Virginia too. It's not a North Carolina thing. All my, all my Tar Heels, all my Pamlico's out there. Don't mind Ruben. He'd be all right. Talk no about y'all. North Carolina, man. Cackalack, no baby. Cackalack. Don't even worry about it. Where it's locust. Oh my goodness gracious. Really? Where see, this is your fault because I hadn't gone this deep in this, man. Now you're gonna make me look up where Locust, North Carolina is, so I can tell you it has like a thousand people in it. Why? Just why? I mean, I'm just saying, man. Really? <laughs> I can't hear the clicking. Really? You know what? The city of Locust, North Carolina, a city with a soul. And apparently deer in the parking lot. The population is two thousand nine hundred and thirty. Oh God! But they got a McDonald's though. Some days, man. Some days. <laughs> some days you know I'm right. Now, I, well, you're right constantly, but yeah, sometimes. That's 
Let me. I want to see what this is now. A very tiny town, but every doesn't matter how small your town is, you got a McDonald's. That's when you know McDonald's has completely taken over the world. Oh, this is yeah. Come on now, we all knew that. I mean, that's what it is, man. You don't have a Walmart in every county, but you you got a damn McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna give every high school the opportunity to work. Oh, this is kind of outside Charlotte. Okay. All right. 30,000 people. 30,000 yep. or three? Three. Yeah, it's a small town. You like 40 minutes outside of uh, outside of Charlotte. You're right there on the ex outskirts of NASCAR town. Yeah, it's a small town. I get it. But it was still yeah, part man. of a bigger place. I'm telling you, it was. that Because if you look at the video, that parking lot's pretty big. What did I say, man? Every 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 <laughs> locality has got one spot where it's got like four or five buildings. Man, you just and need like, to like, leave. They got a Piggly Wiggly. Oh, my they God. Got, Why you got to go with the Piggly got, Wiggly, man? They got a, a Dollar Tree. You're wrong for that. McDonald's. You're wrong for that, man. I mean. Not really, but I'm just saying. Piggly Wiggly is expensive, surprisingly. Really? Yeah, okay. we got one in Hampton. It's so far. To Did you? Past. There's a Piggly Wiggly in Hampton. Yeah, man, it's near 664. But you, my wife like, says no. But literally, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. You cross under the bridge of 664. You go from one tax bracket to another. A lot of you not, and they're gentrifying the place too. Right beside the Piggly Wiggly, they're gentrifying. Gentrification. Absolutely. I see that's so, that's another conversation for another day. Oh man. <laughs> that word is awesome. <laughs> so awesome. It's awesome to some. Let let's let's correct you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's well, a new it's in Newport News. It's not in Hampton. Man. You were close it, with no cigar. The wife was right like she is always. Look, man. It look, man, been. nothing. What? The it's wife said it, so you're wrong. That's all right. I'm sorry. It's Newport News. Newport News, Hampton. It's a safe street. And like my wife would say, I'll say it on her, on her behalf. And you doubt your wife, really? I don't. I try not to say those things to get that that lecture. It's your fault. No, it's not my fault. I learn. You need to learn too. Oh, so hold it. Why can't be learning stuff? Because you're you're on the you're on the podcast with me, and I'm married to her. So guess what? You got to learn it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> So when the podcast is over, then you're, you know, you don't have to learn anything. Okay. <laughs> but she looked over at me and she's like, no, she shook her head. I was like, really? And so I looked it up and there it was. See, yeah, now, you're now, right. When, right. Now, when, the, when this podcast is over, then she's going to say, and you doubted your wife. Yeah, I got to hear that. It's right down the street from Newmarket. Yeah. See? See? Yeah. I've been at Piggly Wiggly. Though. But I didn't I realize mean, it. I, thought, I didn't know Piggly Wiggly's were this far north. I did not know that. That's why it's there. Understood. But it's and expensive, though? Is it like Harris Teeter expensive? Um, It's more than Food Lion. Well, that makes it Harris Teeter expensive, then. No, it doesn't. It kind of does. I mean, so, like, here's the thing. Oh, well, she, I, said, she said the Piggly Wiggly's in the hood, too. Yeah, it's in the hood. That's right. You did say regentrification. That's right. Yeah, gentrification, sir. Gentrification. gentrification, my bad. Because right beside it, they're building lofts and stuff. So they're they're gentrifying Newport News in that area. Yeah, she says. Uh, she says no. Income down there is low. 
I don't, I and they're that expensive like that. Okay. Ooh. Well, like I said, if you're more expensive than Food Lion, because I, mean, I, I consider Food Lion second tier in pricing, then that, the that's Harris Teeter. The neighborhood can walk there. So that before that, it was your it was your corner stores and stuff like that. Right. Right. So you know that's there. They could charge a little bit more because people might not necessarily have the vehicle to get there. Right, right. They got you. They got you. Yeah. But if but if it's going through gentrification, those people have cars and good credit and everything else. They gonna go to Walmart, or they're not, or they gonna go to Harris Teeter because like if I'm afraid to pay these kind of prices, I'm going to Harris Teeter and be real bougie. What are you talking about? Why would you do that when you can just walk over that to? Man, I'm um, human nature, bro. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. I think Boo is saying something. What if you if you can afford to live in a gentrificated gentrificated area, you can afford to walk to Piggly Wiggly. I'm not saying that you can't afford to. I'm just saying some of those people ain't trying to go to Piggly Wiggly. Listen to the name, man. Piggly Wiggly. I, I bet you they go there. I'm not saying that they don't, but I'm saying Piggly Wiggly didn't put it there because they ain't got nowhere else to put it. Man, if I ain't in a hurry, I'm going to the dog on Harris Teeter if I'm gonna pay all that money. But I mean, I'm not saying it's that much expensive. Not much. Oh well, you you. It sounded like it was really expensive. It's more than Food Lion, maybe like ten cent more. But all that stuff adds up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Food Lion is kind of second tier. So uh, if it's expensive, no, is if it's more expensive, it's Walmart then Food Lion, then everybody else. Really. No, because you, you have to break it up into demographic. Your, your demographics are too broad. I'm well, telling you, man. But remember years ago when Food Line broke up into three different sections? They broke into Food Line, they broke up to Bloom, and right. then they broke into, um, oh, what was the name of that spot? Uh, the place where you had to bring your own bags. I sort of remember, uh, but I remember Bloom better. And it was like, I liked, yeah. the, I liked the repackaging of it, but it was still a Food Line. And what was Bloom located where you saw it at? It, it, it became, it, 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 was, it, it was birthed out of the Food Line that was there. Yeah. They just changed the name and they did a refresh. Yeah, and they charge higher prices. Exactly. They're trying to compete with someplace they ain't need to be competing with, which was Harris Teeter. Well, and then what happened is, you know, Bottom Dollar. That was the name of it. Bottom I, Dollar. I don't remember Bottom Dollar. That's what they were in the hood. <laughs> okay. And I'm so serious. <laughs> they changed all the food lines in the hood to Bottom Dollar. Unbelievable. And you, you had to pay for bags or... Pretty much the way they were Lidl before Lidl. Okay. But what did it have Lidl and Bottom Dollar? Did Bottom Dollar have Lidl prices? Because Lidl is off the chain. No. They had Bottom Dollar prices. They had all the whack food that was at Food Line. You see, Lidl does it without having whack food. Yeah, because, I mean. And I would say, I would, Lidl and, um, what's the other one? And Aldi. There you go. Lidl and Aldi. They they have quality stuff. So yeah. I just think Food Line doesn't know what they're doing. Nah. They just need to they, stay Food Line. Keep it moving. A Food Line. Yeah, they, they eventually switch back to Food Line. Right. So now we got our subject again. Talking about <laughs> North Kakalaki, which I think that you were trying to rake over the coals. But anyway, I don't know. They might not like you right now. That'd be all right. <laughs> they can just join the list of people who don't like me. <laughs> so now we got to talk about the discrimination. I kind of led into it a little bit thinking we were going there. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I switched it up. So, so what happened was last January, last January, I mean January 2019, not January 2020. Um, some people, uh, husband, wife, and a 19-month-old daughter were removed from a flight because people said they stink. I mean, that's the they smell bad, excuse me. They said they stink. And apparently they're Orthodox Jews. Mm-hmm. And this I didn't I didn't realize that their religious said they only take bath once a week. Yeah. There's some I mean a lot of the some religious sects they um they have they have bathing practices for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So they basically was like, you know, some they said that people complained, including the pilot, but the pilot's a DB, um, and pretty much told them to get off the plane and stuff. Okay. But the interesting part about it was, because they said they said crew, the flight and the crew members, pastors and crew members complained of a bad smell. Now they they said they went to, which was ballsy. They went to people around them, and they were just like, "I don't smell nothing." And I'm just like, "Are they really gonna tell you to your face you stink?" Because if they do, that's cold. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're right though. That's why I'm chuckling that's, because that's, you're that's right. Super cold, man. That's super cold. But they didn't. But I mean, okay, I yeah, I'm already feeling some so type of way about them it. Off. Okay. But here's the thing, and as I was reading this, I was really trying to figure this out. They kicked them off the plane yep. and stuff, but they didn't put them. They couldn't get another flight out. They're from Michigan, by the way. They couldn't get another flight out, so they put them up in a hotel, okay, and paid for their food and then stuff like that. And it's like, what? I don't understand. That doesn't make sense to me because if these people are in the wrong, why would you pay for them to get a uh? A hotel room. You pay for their food, even though their luggage went somewhere else. Been there, done that. I mean, why would you even like? I don't understand why they pay for all that, unless they knew there was some messed up stuff going on. I would, yeah, because I didn't get a chance to read the whole article, but I, I would, I would be compelled to uh, agree. So because sounds- if I if I kicked them off the plane for something legit, then why am I? Why do I have to support you? I don't. Exactly. So, which means that it smells like <laughs> they're going to win this lawsuit. Yeah, I just did that. But so see, here's a paragraph that I wanted to bring up, and now I want to bring it up even more because it's like, uh, where is it? Okay. In January 2019, like you said, the couple, along with their 19 year old, 19 month old daughter, boarded an American Airlines flight from Miami to Detroit. Within five mm-hmm. minutes of taking their seats, the couple was approached by an agent who told them that they needed to deplane because there was an emergency, according to the lawsuit filed January yeah. 28th, District Court of Southern District of Texas. Now, an emergency means like everybody, not just them, but everyone needs to deplane. Well, I think they Why? use that because they want to but tell that, me. But that's a lot, oh man, that's, that's lying. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, they're gonna win this. They're because, gonna down my mind. They're gonna win this lawsuit. Because if this couple was to be arrested, like say on the street, the cop has to identify himself. The cop has to tell you why you're being arrested. The cop has to read you your rights. I'm not saying that this happens on a plane because there was no criminal activity happening. But what I am saying is this: 
don't you have to tell people why they have to get off the plane? And I think they told him when they get off the plane. They that don't want is, them to be No, no, seated. no. While they're still seated, we are, we are, there's finger quotes here, arresting you or making you deplane because of this. Oh, yeah. And then after that, it's like you know why you're being deplane, whether you agree with it or not. That's where I'm like, this paragraph kind of jumped out at me going, what are y'all doing? Well, no, it says later they were informed that it was due to body odor and okay. the direction of the pilot. No, no, no. Later is too late. Later gets you sued like they're getting sued now. Yeah. Or one so of the basically reasons. you could have farted near the pilot and the pilot got mad. Exactly. Or like you said, to your point, no one else said they stunk besides a handful of people. So if you smell that bad, doesn't everybody like, oh my goodness, are you serious? What's that smell? Yeah. And then it's like they did it for the for the safety of the passengers. I'm like, look, man, you're the stinky, you know. Well, that to me is uh, a lawsuit waiting to happen. Sketchy. And they gonna win. Sketchy. <laughs> sketchy. I think yeah. I just think it's I, I don't know what the deal is because I don't know what the says the pilot and who else smells something. What about the uh, the airline the the airline the air attendants? What about them? Do they smell anything? I mean, they're included in that. That doesn't. But I mean, I don't know. Not unless. All, oh, excuse me. Wow. They all started with the pilot. The pilot's a jerk, basically. I think what it was, the pilot saw who they were because apparently they were dressed up in, um, I guess, Jewish wear. Oh, so like the the the, the black, the hat. So the, the pilot, the, the pilot knew they were on, on Orthodox Jews, and he probably had. Oh, man, they stink all the time. I don't want them on my plane. And you know, and that's what. And then now, apparently, if you put in, um, they said that. If you put in um, something about uh, smelling or something, they put they pull up on the internet. I was like, "Wow, that's messed up." Well, so they were uh, they have alleged they have suffered emotional distress, damage to personal and professional reputations, loss of appetite, what, um, insomnia, and fear associated with airports and flying. Oh, oh yeah, they I got a good lawyer. That. That's what that means. Because that's, that's ridiculous. But it, it, I'm telling you, when you do stuff like that to people, this is what happens to you. And but the question, the biggest question is, is that dude get fired? I guess I mean, it only comes to how much they win. Well, it, well, he has to get fired because I don't think any company, no matter how they feel about you personally, I don't think any company can survive not firing somebody that's spearheading a, a racial incident or ethnical incident. I mean, yeah, but you notice that the pilot's name wasn't in this article. I truth, but at the same time, I still feel like that eventually they'll make this go away. That's what lawyers do. Well, it depends because if this catches fire, fire, I'm just saying, I would make a public spectacle if I was a lawyer. I mean, apparently, if you look up, I, I read in one of the articles, um, if you looked up like something about smelling or whatever, they pop up or something. And I was like, well, that's cool. But on the other side of this, too, this 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 is going to be called the, – the body odor thing is going to be called a question because, like, there are certain rules. Like, where I work, you can't come to work funky. That's a problem. 
And so now, <laughs> stuff but like it's he said, she said, man. And unless the person who the agent who arrested him could say, yeah, they stink. I mean, they're not going to lose. They're not going to No, win. they're not. And that's what I'm telling you. This could open up a whole bunch of things that just don't need to be opened up, but they will because it's an interpretation. So I'm curious what the agent who took him off the plane is going to say. Well, we'll find because out the testimony. It's all subjective. Is it? Somebody, somebody may not stink, but you may think they stink. And it could be somebody else. Or they say you smelt it, you dealt it. I mean... Well, I'm just saying, I was I was having this conversation off air with my wife. I had a physics teacher. Um, he was he was he was Egyptian, and for the first week, it was hard, and I had to get used to it. So it's not subjective, but it is cultural. But what do you do? Do you say what I said publicly and become like a racist, or do you just grin and bear it? I think, I think the answer is. We, I think we already know what the answer is because no, I don't. I'm asking. I really because well, which one? As far well, I'm talking about as far as this goes. Okay. I think we know the answer to this because I know when I missed my plane, um, they didn't put me up in no hotel. They didn't <laughs> buy my. Dinner. But see, that's the thing that makes you look guilty. Why would you? Why do you have to support someone that is supposed supposedly clearly guilty? Yeah, if they stink, you need to go find yourself all that stuff. And they couldn't put him on the same, a plane that day. They had to put him on a plane the next day. I mean, they're charges with that. True. And then, too, why didn't they just, like, give them their money back? Well, they had to fly home, so. Well, I realize that, but just refund the ticket. Buy somewhere else. Buy your plane ticket on another airline. That's another thought. You know, that that's completely another thought. As as the people, why, you know. And I guess my other thing is, why did you wait a year? Like, I don't understand that, man. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. Maybe you had to go through some shock or whatever. But look, man, if somebody's wrong, do you need to take care of that ASAP? Well, again, but I told you about the whole about the whole thing. Uh, what were we talking about before? Um, in Tennessee, both sides, man. Both sides. Yeah. This is a two side. That's the, that's why I brought up what I brought up about my own personal situation. I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to learn physics. But I have to get used to this. At what point do I, am I allowed to say, okay, this is wrong or right, whichever one it is? Which, At what point am I allowed to do that? I mean, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, most of the time people don't. Because I mean, what do you do? You know, you can't make somebody take a bath. No, but at the same time, like you said about wearing shorts to a prom, there are standards there are standards. There are it's modicum. It's there. So what do you I, do? Well, sorry. I think I mean I don't know, but they're they're rules, you know. And it's and it's just you got to follow some rules. But I also think that I think that this could have been handled way differently. Probably. And that and that's you know that's the crazy thing. It's like. I feel like I feel like as a pilot, it is not your place. Well, because isn't it though? Isn't it though? Because you 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 are responsible for everybody else, including yourself and your well-being. Well, then you shouldn't have let him sit down. If you felt that strongly about it, 
then they should have never made it NFC. But that's not up to him because they have to get to the seat first. So he they passed like two or three different people to get in. Yeah, but he was the one. The pilot was the one that said something. Exactly. But the pilot, unless they're in first class, they're in the back. Well, so it shouldn't have bothered him. Well, depending and if on you're in first class, I mean. Well, I'm saying depending on the plane, first class and the in the front of the the the, uh, the aircraft are almost the same. And I can peek into the pilot's cab. I mean, uh, the pilot's cabin just like peeking in if I'm on the right plane, which is like a smaller plane, a smaller jet. And then here's the other thing. Okay. Close your door. But see, that's not the point. He could do that. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but is that really the point, though? Is that really the point, though? I mean, I see what you're saying. But and all and that's all I'm saying. I'm just saying to you, it's not it's not just outrage on one side. It can be both sides. I just don't understand how you can. I mean, unless it's just like you got to be able to prove that, man. And, and I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand how they were able to prove that unless it was like that. But the fact that he the the thing that killed me was he said. I know you're an Orthodox Jew and I know y'all don't take baths. It's like, dude, you know, I mean, that's just like, I know you're black and I know you smoke crack. Wrong. They're not the same. I know. I just and I, see but you're I'm lighting saying, a fire, man. You lighting a fire. You, man. But I'm saying he can't use that. He can use that because that is that, absolutely true. But you can't you you can't use that knowledge of another race or another um, religious background to kick somebody off the plate. No, he did not. He just cited what he was smelling. And so for him, it was just like, I know y'all only take baths once a week. But he doesn't necessarily know that. He assumed that. If we're, if we're splitting, if they're orthodox and they're for real, he doesn't, he, he can, he can presume that, but I do understand what you mean. But I, what I'm telling you is, if I would say and tell if, somebody they didn't take a bath today. Like you know, that ain't what he said. That ain't what he said. That ain't what he said. They said he said, he's Orthodox Jews take baths once a week. Is what he said. And basically, he smelled because he hadn't taken a bath today. Dude, that's I, what. That's I, basically I, what he said. If I'm bad enough, I can smell after I take a shower. So you can presume that. All I'm saying is, I just think that's a very slippery slope. Well, you're whole, dealing with yeah, I'm like so that. glad you said that because anytime we throw articles up like this and we choose a side, it's all a slippery slope. Because the side I, I mean, the side I chose was to me, I feel like I feel like they already know is garbage. Because if you take somebody off a plane, last time I checked, they don't feed you and they don't feed you and put you up. And I totally agree with that, uh, undoubtedly. But the rest of this, I mean, in concept, both sides of this are a slippery slope. Like I told you about my situation. I'm like, wow. All of us are like, wow. But if there was another Egyptian in our class, he'd have been like, what y'all, what's wrong? Slippery slope. Yeah. I just think there's certain things where, Certain things you just gotta. No, slippery slope. Because see, now you've become what you don't like. I'm telling you, all of this is a slippery slope. Without without hard fast rules, everything's a slippery slope. Because at some point, somebody's gotta say, "Dude, you in America, you ain't allowed to smell like that." 
<laughs> or, guess, or dude, you in Egypt, you, what in the world? What are you doing? So, so first thing is, okay. is, it, is it in their rules? Say what? what now? Is it in their rules? It, well, it might be in their bylaws. I know, it's, I know if you check with my place of employment, it's absolutely there. I understand that. And so but, I'm not, I mean, I what bet I'm you, saying is, what I'm saying is, if it was as bad as this pilot is saying, mm-hmm. they would have smelled him when he signed in. So you don't take care of it then before they even go down the court. That's what I'm telling you. You have the ticket agent that's at the front, and you have their partner, which checks you in going through the tunnel to the plane. And then you have the the airline attendants that, you know, welcome you to the plane. That's the only time. That's when the pilot's going to smell it, not before then. But I'm saying they made it through all these people. Right. And nobody said anything. But see, this is where you come in, and you're absolutely right when you said this. It's like, man, if you just said that, it'd be cold-blooded. Most people won't tell you that you funky. They won't tell you that. They'll be like, oh, my God, move me away or whatever it is. But they won't be like, dude, you want some deodorant or whatever? My, I mean, most people won't be like my wife last night. My breath was a little, you know, dragon breath a little bit. I didn't know. She gave me some gum. Okay. Most, if she was a stranger, she may not have done that. Chances are she would have let me run around just like burning folk up. Because that's how it goes. What you said had credence. That is cold-blooded. Well, don't you think everybody else feels that way too? So if that's the case, do you really think somebody's going to really say something for real? No. Not going to happen. So, basically, the question is, one, is this... Is this... um, You know... I guess what's what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, is this um, discrimination based on the emotional weight? Yes, but if I were litigating, I'd be like, "Can you prove it?" Which you can't. Can you prove it with respect to, or can you prove it? In a relative sense, maybe. Because like I said, in my situation, if there's one Egyptian in that class going, I don't smell nothing, then this this conversation's over. And it goes back to the emotional weight, which no one wants to be a bad guy. Nobody. Even though you are struggling to not experience what you are experiencing, because of the emotional weight of everything, it doesn't matter. You wrong. You're a racist. So, you are this. You are that. And I'm telling you, that's what everybody on that plane was thinking. So basically, what it is now is we we need to figure out or find out, rather. I think it's more of a find out than a figure out. Mm-hmm. The agent who arrested him. Right. You know? But they're going to save his stuff for for the, uh, the testimony in court. You're not yeah, going to find that but out. I guess- but I guess the question is, you know, because you you get taken off or something like that, they got to do their own report. Yeah. So, you know, if you know they have to prove that it was discrimination, and the other group doesn't necessarily have to prove anything, but they got to prove that they weren't they weren't discriminated. You know what I'm saying? I do, but There's, I mean, but the burden of truth is on the wrong side. It's always going to be that way. 
Because, I mean, like I said, it's just not like one of those cases where you shot somebody in the face and you're going to jail. It's not like that. And, and I'm telling you, the um, the air of, of like, dis- discrimination, well, discrimination gives you that to begin with, but that air of racism in there or, oh, yeah. or just, like, not being cool with certain ethnic groups, it's too heavy. This and, is, I think, and, like, and I think that could be their downfall. Who's downfall? American Airlines. Oh, absolutely. They're going to lose this. The only thing they can do to get out of this, and it, not even unscathed, but you know, in a way in which they can just let it, let it, you know, be, let bygones be bygones, is to give these people whatever they want on the QT and keep it moving. Yeah, because like, it like be you got, said, it shouldn't even gotten this far. Yeah, because it's like, like you said, it's like how in the world are you going to give somebody, you know, you you're going to comp these people a room, tickets, all that. If you, when you if just you put them out of your plane, home. you just put these people out of your plane, then you're going to give them like four or five, six hundred dollars worth of comps for real. Yeah, no, you, you, you knew yeah, you was wrong. You know what's up. Exactly. Even if you weren't wrong, even if these people were super offensive, which there is a thing. So get over it. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the audience listening to this. They're feeling butthurt right now. Get yeah. over it because you ain't allowed to just run around funky for real. You're not. It's not cool in so many ways, but. You're going to give these people that kind of juice when they were wrong? I feel like they gave them that so they would be quiet and they were just like, no, no, we're not going to be quiet. No, because see, now we live in an age where if you don't like my sneakers, I'm going to sue you or I'm going to I'm going to make you an example. Yeah. So, yeah, this is American Airlines only hope at this point because it was like you said, it was handled poorly. Um, is to pay these people, I don't know, half a million, million, whatever it is, to pay these people this money, keep it moving. Because unless you have it written out, and see, even that comes into question because people want to feel butthurt about that too. How you going to say I can't smell? I can stink if I want to. Come on, you know how we are. And when I say we, I mean human beings. Yeah. We don't like to be told what to do no matter what it is. Hey, don't True. smoke. It's going to give you lung cancer. You can't tell me I can't smoke. I'm going to smoke all I want to. Okay, fine. And then mad because you can't afford the insurance for lung cancer. Really? Come on, y'all. Again, both sides handle this poorly because I'm sitting here going, okay, all this trauma happened to you. And then a year later? Yeah. For real? A year later. And you we, can't we, tell me that if you were really heated that you couldn't find somebody to take something this juicy as a back-end payment or pro bono. Man, it would have been the next day, yo. Exactly. So, in my opinion, no one handled this very well, but American is going to get run over the coals. But I will say this going forward, they will make sure that that a hygiene clause is put in the uh, consumer contract. Oh, yeah. I guarantee you. Because like I said before, when you're in close quarters, and planes are hot anyway before they before they start taxing the runway and they're they're in uh you know they're in the air. Oh yeah. It gets stale. And it's like that's bad enough. And then you you stinking you you not smelling real good to begin with? No. And, and I'm not talking about say what now? Scared to, to fart on the plane. Man. Well, you know what? You need to get your act together. Don't get that McDonald's. Because you know they got McDonald's all up in the in the airport. Nah. Don't do it. Don't do it. That stuff's expensive. Well, that's good because you don't need to be eating like that. Messing yeah. for man, I'm telling you, man, bad odor, bad kids, 
No, not cool <laughs> on a plane. Not cool on a plane. So again, but again, if it's if it's a kid that's just killing you, what can you say besides nothing? Yeah. So I'm just saying, but it don't make both sides right. It just makes it where you have to just shut your hole and keep it moving. Yeah. Because no one, no one wants to be wrong. People love to be right. People love to be outraged. So I don't hey, know. Hey, move on. Hey, we move on. All right. That's the way I say it at this point. You, you have to. You have to. Maybe the pilot get fired. Probably not. Maybe, maybe not. We'll never know. I mean, if you they might, handle it right, we'll yeah, never know. Right, exactly. Exactly. Because this this is a PR nightmare. It, it, they, need, they need to shut this down yesterday. Exactly. Exactly. Like how much you want, man? Ah, right, you gotta get out. Exactly. Try to sign yourself a um a non a non uh, what is it? An NDA. <laughs> NDA man. Agreement. Yeah, yeah. Truth. Truth. You need to Weinstein Weinstein those people. Yeah, that doesn't last. Down. That doesn't last. You need to do it right. Yeah. Well, you know, we we're talking about one thing, but I think we're gonna hold that to next week. Your boy just started keto. This is day seven. Life is okay right now, but tomorrow's my first weigh-in. So next week we'll talk about keto. We'll talk about some other stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to be on for that one because I have some stuff to say about the keto. Very proud of you for doing that too, by the way. And you have free help. I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to put her out there like that for free. But our cousin Sabrina. Who? gets it done. Sabrina. Who? Charles's wife, man. Oh, what? You didn't know she was like keto queen? I did not. Man, she made a cover on a magazine, man. Shut I mean, up. Not the cover, but the inside. The inside. She had an article in there. Yeah, what? man. I didn't know that. Dude. Man, I might have to reach out. Yes, you do. I, don't I did know, not I don't know, know that. You look, are you friends with her on Facebook? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, messenger. She, I will. I did dude, not know that. I thought because I thought you were kidding. I was like, "How do you not know this?" But yes, yeah. Sabrina is off the chain with that. She, yeah, she can help you if you ever get stuck or you ever want to know what you can do to spice up this or that or the other, or just somebody you can talk to. Yes, you need to hook up with her. Yeah, it might be. I might. It might. Won't be tomorrow. I got stuff going on tomorrow. But definitely, yeah, I'm gonna have to reach out because I did not know that she was in it like that. Yes. Has been for, I know, it feels like as long as I've been married. So it's like last at least four, at least three years, at least that. Wow. And you, she, she just posted a before and after picture just today on IG. Yes. Oh. Yes. You need speaking to. Speaking of which, speaking of which, yeah, man. If people want to get at me, N O O G M A N 2 5, Twitter, IG. Yes. Nogman25 on Twitter, Instagram. I'm about to reactivate that joint because I really haven't touched it in five light years. But, you know, I'm going to do that. So, yeah, that's dope. Okay. Well, they also need to know about all the other places they can reach the show and they can reach you personally and or both. So here we go. The five-minute warning can now be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Google Podcast, and Radio Public. Share, like, subscribe.
You can send any questions or comments to FIVE Minute Warning 19 at gmail.com. So, got all that out of the way. Y'all know where to go. Yeah. These shows, yeah. Listen to these shows. What is this episode? Is it 16 or 15? 15. 15. Yeah. Four months is next. Oh, God. It's next show. Four months. That's impressive, sir. That is impressive. I mean, it is definitely something. Yes, it is. Yes, I'm just, you no, know, but real talk, because everybody listens, man. That's that's what it is. If it weren't for everybody listening, man. It wouldn't be a show. I, I mean, it definitely wouldn't be a show. So definitely, you know, reach out in what form or fashion that you choose to. Thank you for listening. AG, thank you for, for being here on the ones and twos and my technical advisor. Love it. Wouldn't have any other way. You know, and thank your wife for all the uh, stuff she's done for the show as well. I can't wait to get her on it. We I talked can't. about we talked about that last night on the way to church, and I was telling her, I said, we're going to get you a microphone when we get the right thing. And I'm telling you, when we start with this whole political thing, she's, on, she's all over it. Because yeah. she feels <laughs> she feels some type of way. <laughs> so, yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yes. She is going to be all stuff. over it. So, yes, I appreciate y'all and listening listening audience. I enjoy this show. I love this show, actually, as, you know, especially, like I said before, my first introduction to it was as a listener. Loved it. So to be a part of it is even better. I mean, I appreciate you helping it make it better, sir. Not a problem, man. That's what I do. Love doing it for you. Good stuff. Well, I mean, you know, I, I think next week we'll talk about some keto and stuff and whatever craziness. We might even talk about this impeachment crap. Uh, well, actually, you know what? I got an idea. If we're going to do the keto thing, I think we need to involve Sabrina. So, I, you know, you or I reach out to her about this, get a date, get a time, have her call in. I think that'll be very interesting. Yeah, definitely. That's a good That's a good move. Maybe I can call, see what Moby's up to as well. See what's going on, man. We just get a home full of people. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, once again, um, Thanks, AG, for, for being on the show. You know, any anything you want to say, man, for, for the listeners? No, just glad to be here. Um, I know I say some harsh stuff sometimes. I appreciate y'all listening to that. I uh, appreciate having a forum to say so. And if you have anything for me, um, he'll let me know. But you can reach out to him. So love being here. Appreciate it. Once again, this has been 5-Minute Warning. You know, 5-Minute Warning has gone from like 30 minutes to like two, almost three hours. This is like a three-hour show. Wow. Yeah, we need to, we might need to work on that because every time we do a show, it's always two north of two hours. So you know, maybe. I uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see what the fans say. We'll so, see. all right, all right. Well, once again, five minute wonder. This is Ruben Brown. I'm out. See you next week. Peace. You've been listening to the Five Minute Warning with Ruben Brown. Search Five Minute Warning on the Spotify app.